see. I would like to see what other directors can bring to the table in order to kind of, you know, pump some new blood and excitement into the MCU. Next. See, I'm I'm fine with that, but don't have them be the second one, right? Because I think it's actually like I think Taika Waititi was the rare exception to this. Every time they have another director come in and try to build off of what the other person did, I just I think Scott Derrickson did a really good job building the world and the visuals and the vibe of Doctor Strange and having it be kind of weird and kind of darker and more serious. And Sam Raimi just came with a sledgehammer and and just destroyed I, all of see, that for me. I, and I'm I I'm totally it. fine with Sam Raimi coming in, but give him a new character, let him build that vibe and that world out, but, because th- these two movies just don't feel like they're the same character to me. But I mean, the, I don't like this is a Doctor Strange movie, but I think in a, uh, this is also a very much a Wanda movie, and she adds an element of fear and scariness that but that's, I think but meshes weird because super well with Sam Raimi and with I, his style. Like he loves Dutch angles, but like. A lot of them I very much vibe with, you know, when they're shooting everything sideways and you just kind of like – it does make that scary tone that I think is – makes sense for Wanda's character. Yeah, but I also think – I think Wanda's character was, was the character that I, that I think I have the, one of the biggest problems mm-hmm. with. And I think were it not for the fact that we got an actually really good – what I would say a really good nuanced story with WandaVision, I'd say, okay, this is kind of a cool take on this. But to Tim's earlier point, like – or maybe it was Greg's point earlier, we kind of have the resolution of that story. And I think it's done really, really well in WandaVision because it's all it's all character-driven and less, like, big fight-driven stuff. And so at the end of that, I'm like, I, I, I just, I kind of found all of her motivations and everything she was doing in this kind of flat, unfortunately. But here's, and I'll disagree, like, I'll disagree with you guys a little bit on the America Chavez stuff. I thought she did a, a serviceable job. I just think they don't give her anything to do in this movie. It should have been her story, and it wasn't. It was kind of Wanda's story, and it was kind of Doctor Strange's story, even though he was, like, they kept shoehorning all that stuff with Christine that I couldn't give a shit about. I'm like, mm-hmm. at this point, man, I, I, I don't know, like... By the time we get to the wedding, I don't feel for him. I don't feel like he's in that place emotionally. I feel like he's on this brand new journey, and he would have left all that stuff behind him as far as Christine's concerned. And they're trying to give you this B story plot with with her that I just think fell flat, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I really like the Wanda stuff because I feel like we're all kind of remembering the end of WandaVision differently, and now we have more context about what's actually happening because, like, if you guys remember, at the end she's kind of like – living a peaceful existence in this farmhouse, but really we see her with the Darkhold uh, going, like, learning from it, essentially. And now we know that is, like, the big thing about the Darkhold is the the dreamwalking. So it's like, it ended with her becoming the character we see at the start. Like, she is set, and we hear her kids playing. So that's her exploring the multiverse for the first time, figuring out that her kids exist in other multiverses or yeah, other universes. Go ahead, Greg. And you're not wrong, Kev. I just uh-huh. feel like there is a tonal disconnect between even that Wanda learning how to use the Darkhold and the evil as shit Wanda we see in this movie. Mm-hmm. And so that character development, yeah. I think, where she goes into the villain sector, even though she doesn't think she is, yeah. and that's what a black And it's always back to the old thing. You know, the, the villain of the story thinks they're the hero, right? Right. That's Correct, and I can see that in the Multiverse of Madness Wanda, but Raimi is directing her to be an over-the-top witch, which, again, I enjoy in the film. 
I just feel is like such a a leap from the Wanda we saw right. at the house with and the Darkhold, and I mm-hmm. totally get the Darkhold has you know time has passed, blackened yeah. her fingers, which is such a cool thing, and you know mutated her mind and done all this shit. It's just still a stark but difference from the Wanda I, we left. I wanted to see that, right? And one of yeah. the things I liked about the Wanda and WandaVision is that you actually empathize with her. You understand why she's done this thing. You understand why emotionally she has created this bubble because she's so devastated by the loss of vision, all the things she had to do to get to this point that she's coping with that. And I think it was such a cool metaphor for how you cope with loss and how you cope with depression. In this one, I would have liked to yeah. see her devolve into that and struggle with her relationship with Dr. Strange, well, who she knows and has fought beside and all that stuff. Instead, we pick her right back up. She's like, ah, I pulled one on you. Everything's Thanos and all that stuff just kind of fell flat. Yeah, but I mean, I also think that at the end of WandaVision, she has to kill her two kids to release all these people from the Hex. And that has a lot of weight that is just at in the end of WandaVision, it's glossed over. You know what I mean? Right. Where it's but like, at the same time, I think she broke even further than she had when she just that? killed. We never I mean, saw that, right? You're, well, you're, I mean, you're, we, you're, I feel you're like sort of filling in the blanks right now for, for yeah. all that stuff. We saw her exploring some stuff, but we saw her at the end of it remorseful Well, I mean, did we see her break when, when she when after Vision, right? I mean, we saw her break down yeah, a couple of times. Yeah, we saw her scream into the air and cry and then fall to her knees, which is – and there was that whole – I mean, we had all the buildup of Infinity War leading to her that moment where she had to kill him and then – the falseness of him just being like, nope, I'll wind it right back. Yeah. So she had to kill her, per- that her love her life, and then see him come back to life, and then see Thanos rip the fucking stone out of his face and have his body go gray, which, by the way, is one of the best visuals in all of the so And so all that stuff, like, I just, all I'm saying is I empathized with her as the, as the villain mm-hmm. in WandaVision, and that's a very powerful thing. It's a p- very powerful emotion to evoke in an audience member. And in this one, she was very much... To me, comic book, cookie cutter, same Randy 1.0, I'm evil, and I'm doing this thing that the motivations to which just yeah. seem kind of like, wow, we really we really kind of painted her into a corner here, and, and she's just not I, uh, at all. Yeah, like, so I, I, I just disagree I, with that in the sense that, like, I feel like the setup for it, while, yes, they could have gone deeper into it, like, there's a lot of base there for her totally collapsing, and, on, like, she's not planning to do this in any violent way she doesn't want to go to Camartage and kill everyone but what other choice does she have they won't give this the person up you know i, I know tim has been sitting on the bench for a while i just want to hop in and say that um i think if they would have shown any sort of allusion to her becoming that evil then that would have spoiled the story in a way here in this movie where mm-hmm. I, going into this movie, am not expecting Wanda to be the actual villain in the movie. I'm expecting, like a lot of movies, you think you know who the bad guy is, and it turns out there's an even bigger bad, and then the bad guy and the good guy have to join forces. So I thought at some point Wanda's going to eventually turn. I thought it was a pleasant surprise that she stayed the bad guy the whole damn time. I thought that was really cool and awesome, and I think that if we see any more of a shift of her character into you may be thinking, oh, shit, she's more evil than we sort of were led to believe at the end of WandaVision. I think that possibly ruins that sort of surprise there. Because I love that moment where she's like, uh, and where's America? Like, yeah. how do you know her name? I didn't tell No, he, he, doesn't, she, he, she, he doesn't even say that, right? She calls it. She's like, you didn't tell me her name, did you? Yeah. <laughs> 
And, 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 and I love that fucking moment. I, I that, absolutely love that moment. Yeah, but I think and that, that moment was supposed to be the moment where you hear Thanos laughing in nowhere, and the whole world get, comes apart, and you realize that Thanos already fucking got the stone, and that was a beautiful thing. And in this one, I was just like, ah, oh, it fell flat for me. That twist, oh, I'm like, you, I didn't need that twist. It hit real good. I, I, I like the twist again. It's just, yeah, I didn't enjoy the... The performance of it, and I think it's just a weird thing of how they did all these things. Go ahead, Kevin. I was just going to say, that was one of those points where the, like Sam Raimi's edit was fucking awesome. Of the, the whole shot of them walking was from the behind, and then once it's revealed, it cuts to the front shot, and they're in opposite positions. And it's so, like, unnerving and uneasy, and, like, it's so different, because, like, everything – it just fits that, that – that, um, the realization that happened so well. It was really cool. Tim Gettys. Oh, wait, what wait. Do you I, think? I, no, no, no. Hold oh, on, hold on. Back. I actually... I, I, <laughs> I know like, going long. Tim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no well, I mean, great, I, dude. I, get in I, there. I, uh, roll around. The, the, the reason why I was like, I think initially I liked it, and now I'm coming in and I'm a lot hotter on it. I think the way they handled the multiverse stuff, it's fucking perfect. Like, they brought in two characters that we know into the multiverse, into another dimension that they could do whatever the fuck they want, and they, I feel like they significantly, like, there's a lot of character growth in the sense that, like, Wanda's murdering and fucking destroying people. And, and like, the character, Wanda the hero is so far gone. And, like, that is, I think, the coolest thing they can do with a multiverse. And then have those two characters come back, and now the weight of everything that's been done is, like, going to carry forward with Wanda if she survives the rubble. You know, and I think that's awesome. And I hope they, when we see the multiverse, I hope it's not often, but when we do, I hope that they do things like this. I hope that red smoke at the end, when the crumble was just like yeah, saved her. Tim, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of right there with a little bit of what everyone's saying, and I think that that's kind of going to be the the tenor of this movie going forward, where it's going to be divisive, but not in the ways that the Last Jedi is or something like that. I think that even the movie itself, like. I would be shocked if there's going to be many people out there that love everything about this movie. Like, I think that everyone's going to have, like, I loved all this stuff, but I really didn't like that. I think that it might even be the complete opposite of of other people, even in, like, similar groups and stuff. Um, I, like Kev, saw this movie twice, and similarly to him, like, a lot more the second time than I did the first. Uh, but my pros and cons almost completely flipped uh, in a weird way. So I'm interested. I'm actually excited to see it a third time. Uh, and to kind of see really where I, I stand with it. Like, it's funny because I love this movie and enjoy the hell out of it. And we keep, like Greg was saying, like, the entertainment value of this movie is impeccable. And he was talking about the pacing, like, how fun it is. Like, I am just engaged the entire time. There's, like, no slow moments where I'm like, oh, now's when I should go to the bathroom. It's like every single moment there's something going on that I am super invested in. I am not a Sam Raimi fan, and this movie did not change that for me. I am not a modern Danny Elfman fan, and this movie did not change that for me. But for some reason, their combination and their commitment of like, no, fuck it, this is going to be Danny Elfman, almost Looney Tunes-like, arranging this score that hints at some themes here and there, sometimes to amazing degrees, like the X-Men 97 shit that we'll get into later. Was that a good one? Oh, so damn good. Or, like, the WandaVision theme, or, like, even little hints at uh, Wanda's more, like, the Scarlet Witch theme that, that we get. That stuff's cool, but I'm with Nick that I really wish they didn't just give up on one of the most iconic, great themes of the entire MCU with Doctor Strange, where we get hints of it in the beginning, and then 
I guess that they want to do like, oh, he's corrupting and towards the end it's a little different, but I thought it was, it ended up being a little bit more in service of Sam Raimi's wackiness as opposed to like carrying up, carrying like themes and character development stuff. Uh, but it's weird because it's like almost every criticism I have in the movie on the flip side, there is something I, I really enjoyed about it. Like I think that you guys are pretty spot on about like, some of the characters feeling a little bit off, but I think that's just because it is campier and there is a different kind of style. I do think that at the end of the day, they did a good job of staying true to plot points that have been built up. Uh, I'm more on the side of Kevin with the, the Scarlet Witch stuff, specifically because of Agatha as a character and us seeing her type of corruption as a witch um, and getting the black fingers and what a dark hole, the dark hole does to you. So that when we see the post-credit thing in Wanda, I can totally fill in the gaps of how she got here in this. And I'm with Andy that I love the surprise. And I love the commitment to Wanda being this ridiculous villain, this like Michael Myers-esque villain throughout yeah. this entire movie. And, and it's like the Terminator, right? Up. Yeah. Straight up, man. Especially and like that walk. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And, and, and walking the whole, like the, the zombie version of it, right? From what if. Yeah. All that stuff's cool. The whole Illuminati scene obviously is fantastic. I think it's just, it's so well done and it, it's why I love the MCU so much. It's not just cameos for cameos sake. I think they made to Kevin's earlier point, like this is how you do multiverse is set up an interesting thing that we kind of want to see happen. But then also it's not about that. It's about Wanda. It's about strange. It's about our main characters. And uh, even the more subtle moments of like her going in and killing all the Ultron bots, like, Similarly to how she did it in Avengers Age of Ultron, which was her thrust into this world and all this stuff. Like, there was a lot of really good kind of thematic things that they got going on there. And to have her brutally kill these characters that we know and love and Black Bolt um, is really <laughs> cool and, and so awesome. Classic. And I love how they how they did that. And it's so funny where with this movie, there is so much bullshit in it. There's so much. There's the Souls of the Damned, and then there's the Dreamwalking, and then there's the Book of Ashanti. Those Dreamwalking is a cool fucking word, bit, though. <laughs> and my thing is, any time it starts feeling overwhelming at all, they immediately just like, don't worry about it too hard, because like, here's the answer. Like, if you're confused, we're going to make it make sense in the next scene, and we're going to give you something fun to look at. Uh, but at the end of the day, I think that the coolness and entertaining factor definitely overrides the quality factor of it all. The musical mm -hmm. fight, super fucking cool, but it's just not motivated. And it's hard for me to care about uh, dope action choreography when I feel like the action isn't motivated by anything real. Like, compare this to the first Doctor Strange movie. Every single fight scene, action scene, was based on using the dark dimension, using the mirror dimension, using the time stone to do cool loops and all this stuff. Whereas this, it's like, yeah, it'd be cool if he fought using music. And I'm like, yeah, I agree with you. It's cool. But yeah. why? You know? Oh, when he got and, when he got knocked to the piano, he saw the music and he's like, this is a great way to it, fight. <laughs> it would have been so much cooler because he, he has that vast history of music. If he come like, in the air composed a song and used the song and then the guy caught that like changed the notes you know the I think he kind of did that though like he was like the, like the notes I'd be curious to see if the notes that played out on the on the paper or on, on yeah. the music how that corresponded to what we're hearing and seeing because I thought that was just, kind of I thought they were trying to tie that in it just kind of sounded like <clears throat> random like yeah. someone playing with a piano and just mashing things and that's well, then yeah, the evil Doctor Strange having like the evil music or whatever and like, yeah. Okay. yeah he's, he's in on it too he's like I'll fight you you want to do oh, this way fine and also nope. I had a Garfield phone growing up and he throws a Garfield phone I'm like oh my god <laughs> no, no Tom Cruise as Tony Stark I know I mean, right I, I, I was 
not expecting to see fucking Reed Richards. How God cool damn, was that? Jim Halpert. Yeah, I was, I, like, that just always felt like a fever dream, internet rumor thing. Not even mm-hmm. rumor, just, please, hi, you know, get, well, I'm really forgetting the actor's John name. Krasinski. Uh, John Krasinski. John Krasinski. Um, that, that was really shocking and surprising. And, of course, sure. we'd already been hinted the, the uh, Charles Xavier moment, but holy shit, it delivered For me, fucking it tenfold. Harder. Like, I, I know we've talked about that, and we, you know, blah, blah, and what if, and everything else. Like, I, w- like, we had done the trailer breakdowns and all that shit, and, like, it, I, we thought we had seen Reed Richards and the four on the chest or whatever. And so I was like, I think that's actually going to happen, and I did not think that Captain Carter was going to be there. At least, uh, you know, Haley, what's her name? Uh, not Haley. Not well. Atwell, Atwell, thank you. I hung up on the um, Yeah. Love that. Barrett had a good question. Like, do you think they keep John Krasinski as, uh, Mr. Reed, Reed Richards, and I, I'm kind of like I have kind of two different sides of the arguments of like I don't think so. This felt like just kind of a throwaway moment. You got him here, that's it. This is sort of a almost like Brad Pitt in Daredevil or a Deadpool type moment. Mm-hmm. It's just a stupid little like thing, and they're all dead. Guess what? But on the flip side of it, I feel like. I, I feel like if you don't cast him and you recast him with somebody else, then that's like a real big fuck you to everybody who's been wanting this uh, and willing this uh, cameo to actually happen in real life. And so I, I like I'm kind of like on both sides of it. So I, make I, a, let's make predictions. What are you saying, Andy? Make a choice. Make a call right now. John Krasinski, is he Reed Richards in Fantastic Four. Yes, Kevin. I think he will be. Tim. I got. I have way too many thoughts to say yes or no on it. I gotta say that because I'm Greg because I'm Tim Geddes and you're Greg Miller. Uh, I feel like it's a fifty-fifty kind of like what Andy's saying. I think that John Krasinski will be involved with Fantastic Four no matter what. I think he's either going to be director or play Reed or both. But I do think that no matter who is Reed, I think he will either be Reed or be the director or both. But I don't think he won't be involved in the project. Mm-hmm. I do think that it is either going to be him. Or they're going to go a more ultimate Fantastic Four route, which is cat- they're way younger, uh, more of uh, Spider-Man in uh, No Way Home type age range. Um, and if they do that, obviously it won't be John Krasinski. So those are my thoughts. Nick, yes or no? Uh, the, the question really you should be posing is how many times can we get Patrick Stewart to get back in this role? <laughs> At that time. Right? Because poor, poor Patrick Stewart just get, like, he just keeps coming in for these hits. I'll also say you guys have like uh, w- one of the characters. Yes, I do think we we keep him as. Uh, Thank you. I say no. I, I say no. He will not be Mr. Fantastic and Fast Fantastic Four. Nick, go ahead. I think it would be a missed a missed opportunity because I think he did a pretty good role. One of the things like the, the council itself, I thought was not well done. I'll disagree with you guys a little bit. I didn't like it. I thought it was kind of um, a little bit on the nose and kind of. I don't know. I, just, I, I I saw in the trailer. I was like, "This is gonna be really cool." And then played out with them talking with that little weird moat, which it turns out was just like five feet down. Was weird. But when they started fighting, I was like, "Oh, this is cool. This is this gets me this gets me going." And John Krasinski kind of stepping in and being like the leader and being like, "Stop. Let's talk about this." I thought was really good. And then having his head pop was fucking ultra violent. But one of the, the people that I was surprised to see, even though I'm pretty sure we saw her in the trailer, was Lashana Lynch as Captain Marvel. I thought it was fucking awesome. And they keep. They keep putting her in, teasing these things, it, her in movies to me. Like, I thought she was going to be the new 007 in spoilers. <laughs> she's not. And I'm like, fucking let her be the lead, for Christ's sake. She's awesome. Let her be Captain Marvel. Let her be the next 007, for Christ's sake. Well, she's dead now in, in the MCU. She got <laughs> cancer and died. No, I mean, it's true. During yeah, the flip. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. That's true. Unfortunately. Most of it's yeah. 
Yeah, but a uh, last thing I want to say is, as a fan of, as a mega fan of the MCU, I think this movie did a fantastic job of giving me things to think about, theorize on, and mm-hmm. question, and look into. And I, it's hey, it's messy, man. This multiverse stuff. Like the moment you introduce time travel to anything, it's gonna get messy. But then you add on multiverse, and then you just commit on to all of it. It's gonna start making less and less sense, and that is very unfortunate, and it is a bummer, and it's not an excuse for anything. But I do think that in this movie, the way that they handled it, setting up incursions, this idea of what that is, I think is finally starting to contextualize what the multiverse is in the MCU and how What If and No Way Home and WandaVision to an extent and Loki and all this stuff. With this movie, it's all starting to be a thing of like, yes, they all are slightly different, and that is kind of the point. Now we're going to kind of bring it into there's this overarching story that we're we're building to and getting the ideas of Doctor Strange being this threat in all the universes and then killing him uh, and then the whole Thanos story, like the whole Illuminati thing, I thought was so cool and really starts to call into question. Uh, old things that we knew as fast before, which I think is always one of my favorite things about the MCU of Doctor Strange being like, this, it's the only way. And I think with this movie, there's a, enough elements like building up to question, was that the only way or was that just the way that Strange lives and Strange needed to live? Because if you think about the first movie, uh, the Ancient One says you can only see your future till the moment you die. So when Strange sits there looking at 14 million different futures, he's only seeing up till his death. So he's choosing ones where he lives, which is inherently biased, right? So it's like him doing that is and letting Tony sacrifice himself. I love that they're kind of hinting at dealing with that. So um, yeah. I thought that stuff was cool. Confirming this was 616 is not my favorite move. Like I, 616 should be the comic universe. This should be a different number, but it is. We're but, getting these numbers and getting all that stuff, and I think that it's it's very cool to just dream that maybe this uh, Earth, what is it, 838, that we saw the Illuminati, Illuminati-verse is the X-Men animated show universe from the 90s, and I fucking love that so much because when uh, Professor X comes out, he's wearing the exact same green suit he does in the cartoon, the same exact blue striped tie. They play the music, the man. Oh the God. hover chairs, the same exact yellow one, and in the credits of this movie – the music is credited as X-Men 97 theme. X-Men 97 is the upcoming show. Like, the original was X-Men 91 through 96 or whatever. So it's, like, fucking so cool that that show might be canon in the Illuminati universe. But, Kevin Coelho? I was going to say, uh, damn, like, you, you, like, got me off track. But I, can you imagine if 97 starts with being, like, Xavier got murdered. The Illuminati is pretty much all dead. Like the X Men, is there to say picking right up from the animated where the animated series left off? That, I mean, yeah, but it left off in a weird way where he was like, "I'm going to space. I'll see you guys later." I figure, what happened to Morph? Where was Morph at the end of it? Uh, I think question. he went. He went all crazy because he was Thank a zombie. You, you know. No problem. Gotcha. Um, before, I, yeah, sorry, whatever there, my last thought was, I've lost it. Go ahead. We'll find it somewhere, I'm sure. But before we get to the plot, let me tell you about our sponsors. Shout out to Babbel for sponsoring this episode. For most of us, learning a second language in high school or college wasn't exactly a high point in our academic careers. Definitely not me. I took Spanish, didn't do well in it the first time, did okay the second time. You know what? We'll move on. Now, thanks to Babbel, language learning app that's sold more than 10 million subscriptions. There's an addictively fun and easy way to learn a new language. Whether you'll be traveling abroad, connecting in a deeper way with family, or you just have some free time, Babbel teaches bite-sized language lessons that you'll actually use in the real world. Greg Miller has been learning French little by little, and now when he goes back home to, to Canada to see Jen's family, he'll be able to communicate better. Isn't that a lovely situation? Babbel's 15-minute lessons make it the perfect way to learn a new language. 
language on the go. Plus, Babbel's speech recognition technology helps you to improve your pronunciation and accent. Right now, you can save up to 60% off your subscription when you go to babbel.com slash kindoffunny. That's B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash kindoffunny for up to 60% off your subscription. Babbel, language for life. One more time, babbel.com slash kindoffunny. Shout out to ExpressVPN for sponsoring this episode. Using the internet without ExpressVPN is like walking your dog in public without securing them on a leash. Most of the time, you'll probably be fine, but what if one day your dog runs away or gets dog-napped? It's better to be careful, especially when it's as simple as using ExpressVPN. We've been using ExpressVPN here at Kind of Funny for years now. Me personally, I've been using it, and I know that my internet browsing is secure. It just gives me that peace of mind that I need. Every time you connect to an unencrypted network in cafes, hotels, airports, your online data is not secure, but ExpressVPN creates a secure encrypted tunnel between your device and the internet so they can't, and it's great. I use it on my desktop. I use it on my phone. I use it everywhere that I use the internet. It would take a hacker with a supercomputer over a billion years to get past ExpressVPN's encryption. You can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN at expressvpn.com slash kindoffunny. That's expressvpn.com slash kindoffunny, E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V vpn.com slash kinda funny. Shout out to Chime for sponsoring this episode. No one likes waiting on a paycheck, especially when you've got bills due. Good thing there's Chime. Now you can get your paycheck up to two days early with direct deposit. That's up to two more days to save, pay bills, and generally just feel good about your money situation. But Chime is more than just about getting paid early. It's also an award-winning mobile app, checking account, debit card, and optional savings account. So, what are you waiting for? Hopefully, not your paycheck. You can get started with Chime today. Applying for a free account takes less than two minutes you can get started at chime.com slash kf games that's chime.com slash kf games t-h-i-m-e.com slash kf games banking services and debit card provided by the bank bank or stride bank na members fdic early access to direct deposit funds depends on pair andy cortez hit it greg is gonna say the plot greg is gonna say the plot Craig is gonna say the plot. It's time for the plot. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. You get the traditional Marvel opening. It's good to see it on the big screen again. And then you go, where are we gonna start? Well, we're gonna start with Doctor Strange with a ponytail running around some weird ass dimension with the one, the only American Chavez. And as they run, or America Chavez. And as they run and do all this stuff, this, this thing chasing them and it looks like, it's like, well, aren't all like lava monster looking and they're screaming and they're doing the thing and they're trying to get to some book in the center of the room. It looks like a Harry Potter monster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got like the mummy wrap. You know, he looks like yeah. a mummy. Yeah. I was watching some videos saying that um, they, they look a lot like the, God, what is it? The It's like the wraps of Setadar or something like that. And it's the, what gives the power. Tape. The fucking tape Yeah, it, but it, it gives yeah. power to uh, the juggernaut. Like that's oh, the, yeah, that's Oh, it's cool. Cool. And so they run to this book or whatever, and then they get over there, and then, like, you know, it grabs America, America, and then it's got her, and then he's there, and then Doctor Strange's like, I gotta just fucking kill you and take your power, because I need it, and this is the only way. And she's like, no, don't do that. And then he gets stabbed by the big monster with the tapes or whatever, and he's like, ah, oh, my leg. And then she gets all wrapped up, and she's getting, like, uh, spread eagle pulled apart over there, and that looks painful. Like that. And then she's close to the book, too. And then, uh, you know, she opens up a little star portal behind her, which is her way to get through the multiverse 
Universe, we'll find out soon. And then, you know, uh, Doc Strange with a ponytail throws a bunch of his little discs out there, and he cuts all the wraps, and she falls into the thing, and she goes, she's out the thing. And then uh, Doc Strange gets killed or whatever, but then our Doctor Strange wakes up in his bed, and he's like, wow! He's like, whoa, I had a bad dream, you know, what's up, man? And he's shirtless. Kind of out, too. Were they born, born in labs? Now it's time to learn those What's up, everybody? Welcome back to a podcast within a podcast. Rank those abs here for Doctor Strange and the multiverse of madness. Andy, we're going to start with you. How do we feel about the definition of Benedict Cumberbatch is abs in this particular film? I mean, I'm just wondering what amount of stress levels was he under during this dream that it looked like he had just left Planet Fitness after like a three-hour pump. You know what I mean? Well, when you sweat a lot, Andy, that's where you get that definition. Uh, gotcha. At least that's what people at my gym tell me. That's why I always, mm. I'm always wearing a sweatsuit just underneath uh, my clothing. Wow. Uh, okay. I thought he looks great. I thought Benedict Cumberbatch, great shape. Not oh, not throwing it in your face, though, Greg. Not not Tom Holland in it where it's like above Tom Holland. Yeah. I put him I put him a little bit below Tom Holland. Well, maybe we'll put, we'll put him above Tom Holland just for the fact that he has humility. And that wow. has ranked those apps. Thank you. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Thank you for contributing. Just before we move on to the the core universe stuff, I want to just kind of talk about this the opening scene of this movie. I love that they just throw you straight into the action and like move things really quickly of just like having Strange die, Strange up, try to kill America, and then introduce us to the idea of her punching for the uh, through the multiverse and stuff. Love the visual design of it. Love the sound design of it. I thought that shit was rad. But I do think that there was something lacking about the opening of this movie, like the Marvel Studios logo into just starting like this. Like it, it felt like, especially with Sam Raimi and his style, I almost expected to get a type of like grand opening credits type thing to like set the stage. And like, I, again, this movie is a giant contradiction to me where it's like, I appreciate things I don't like and I don't like things. You know what I mean? It's just like such a mess where I enjoy that they threw us into it, but I, I it felt a little off to me. Uh, I'll tell uh, you what, I needed, I needed Doctor Strange to, do you, do you know who I am? You don't know me. My name is Dr. <laughs> Stephen Strange. Do. You don't even know anything about my life. <laughs> my life is not the scene of I will say also it was very shocking to not get a Morbius trailer in the beginning of this movie. Oh, yeah. Shocking. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Welcome to the new world. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I, I want to just talk about the visuals for a second of, like, all his magic being white and, like, immediately being like, oh, man, like, the, like, deep, Whatever science that that motivates the MCU or you know moves things, the color like, science affects yeah. that. Well, I mean, you know, he's pulling energy from another dimension, and in this dimension, the one he pulls from is white instead of the orange. I, I yeah. think that's cool and a little Very added cool. detail that gets thrown out there. I also don't love America's just like perfectly on the nose star portal. I, yeah. I wish it. I or wish Stanley it. Crest. I wish it was like really messy and like still somehow resemble mm-hmm. the star, but the fact that yeah. it's like a perfect star, I, I didn't know. That was a little that. weird. Yeah. yeah. A lot of star, a lot of star. Yeah. It looks like, super yeah, comic book like I was saying. And yeah. I think that's one of those things where it's like, oh, okay. I feel like, I don't know. I, you know, at the like I, MCU did such a great job for ten years, right, of building up to they're fighting a purple alien, and this all makes sense and feels real to me. Whereas, yeah, the star being perfectly punched, I was like, mm, I yeah, don't. yeah, and you're right. It does feel super comic booky, and I feel like. It's one of those things that you see the comic book and you go, how will this look in the movie? And I just was not expecting that thing to look just like a perfect little cutout. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 100%. A whole punch. 
Uh, Doc Strange, though, he wakes up and he's got his fucking jacked out, yacked out abs, right? And he's like, whoa, that was a bad dream, but I got to get ready. So he starts getting all dressed up and he puts on his watch and then he goes to the mirror and does a whoop whoop and the tie ties itself. And they're like, man, he's getting Magic. dolled up to go talk to Wong about something stupid. But he's not going to talk to Wong about something stupid. He's going to go to Christine Palmer's wedding. That's right, everybody. And so he goes in there and he sits down at the wedding. And everybody, you see a couple of people like, oh, that's Doctor Strange. Holy shit, man, are we going to fucking die? Are we going to fucking die? Because there's an event here. Usually when people, Avengers go places, <laughs> other, other <laughs> we kind of people die all the time. They're like, nah, I'm sure we won't die this time. Don't worry. And then what happens? Nick West. Dr. D- Nick West comes in, sits down, and he is still fucking broken from the five years of dust people. You know what I mean? Or just his life falling apart, his brother dying, his cat dying while he was gone. On that order. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fantastic yeah. scene. Great. Yeah. Not too much comedy in this movie, but I think yeah. that for the most part, whenever there is, it at least got a giggle out of me. I feel like I feel like this movie got the intended reactions emotionally out of me when mm-hmm. it was trying with everything except for anything sentimental at all because any of that stuff just straight up didn't work for me. I, yeah. I feel like the Bruce Campbell stuff was like, oh, like you don't have to include this kind of comedy in here. We'll get I didn't it. like that. I, I, it just yeah. went on too long. I'm getting to it now. Yeah, no, totally. It's that thing where it's like, you know, I, I love Bruce Campbell, obviously, personal okay. friend of mine. You can go see on Instagram, what's hanging out, TikTok, I was personal making fun friend. of each other, personal friend. I could talk to him right now if I wanted to, but I don't want to, so don't want to ask me to. Um, but it's that <laughs> idea of like, right, like, I love the homage to Evil Dead, the Evil Dead series, but Evil Dead 2, right, where he fights his own hand and chops his hand off and stuff. I was like, oh, that's a really cute thing. But yeah, it just goes on and on. And then even when Dr. Strange's like, it's going to go on for three weeks. I was like, all right. You know what I mean? And then, the ending of it, and then yelling out of the camera, it's over. I'm like, yeah, all right. You know what I mean? Like, wow. But I, again, it's Sam Raimi. You, you know, we, we know what we were getting when we gave this man who made two great Spider-Man films this thing. Two great Spider-Man. Don't listen to Spider-Man interview. Um. Anyway, so I wish Nick wasn't shitting his brains out right now because I'd love to have his opinion on uh, wigging out with uh, Dr. Nick West here, but it doesn't matter. Uh, West there says all this stuff, uh, you know, puts Dr. Strange in a weird place. He's like, ooh, but then the, starts and like, you know, she starts fucking bebopping down the aisle and he looks and Christine, she's coming down the aisle. She <laughs> she's bebopping. It's like she's walking in like D-Lo Brown. Then, you know, she gets married. Uh, it's the after party then. Dr. Strange has having martinis with a lemon twist, having a great time out there. Um, while he's sitting there trying to get another one, uh, Christine comes up to get a glass of red wine. He does the old Jesus trick, turns her water into wine, two on Pretty the nose. Cool. Ha, ha, ha. Uh, then, in just the most inappropriate fashion of all Very fucking time, at her goddamn wedding, she's been married for all of ten minutes. He's like, you know, Christine, I was Time you know, and I, place. No, blah, blah. So I mean, rude. He's just, so rude. So talking about how, yeah, he loved her or whatever, but, like, you know, he missed it, but it was always this. Then she has some great line to shut him down. What was it? I forget. You always have uh, to be holding the knife. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. I like that or whatever. Wow, you've been thinking about that. How long have you been holding on to that how, one? In the chamber. Yeah, how long has that been in the chamber? Good one. That's a good one right Yeah, there. that was uh, uh, wildly I did want to point out that like, I assume that Stephen Strange has been using his sorcery magic to um, make that hairline so strong. So Is it a wig? I don't know. Wigging out with Scarpino. 100% that's a wig. That thing is so... I didn't think it was like It's just it's a dead fucking marmot on his is head. It? And I don't understand why they need to do that to him. Just let him have his hairline and dye it black. It's so I, weird. I, it's not that I, like... So I don't mind it being a wig. It's just that, like, we need to advance it in a way to where... You might have a couple of stray hairs in front of where the overall hairline is, but it is just like... It is, it is it is binary. It is right now where it is just hair. one line. Yeah. Yeah. And it's 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 not it's way too defined. It's I, I do not defined. like it. 
And now, I don't remember it being that bad the first one. Me neither. Now, Nick, what about the ponytail iteration of Strange? Like, did that get you going in any way? Listen, guys, oh, if yeah. you're gonna if you're gonna tell me that you're gonna shave the sides of your hair, grow a Steven Seagal ponytail out because you don't have the patience in high school to grow the sides out because that's really really hard, I'm not gonna fault you for that. In fact, I find no fault with that whatsoever. Wow, <laughs> you got a no <laughs> fault, ladies and gentlemen. That's a no fault for your referee. And so the wedding's having a great time. Everybody's bebopping around, and then what do they hear? Some screams outside because they're in New York. And so Doctor Strange walks out, or he's already on the balcony, I guess, at this point, and he looks out there, and what does he see? Cars and shit flying down the road. He's like, I gotta do some superhero shit, and he jumps off, and he does a little and he turns his whole outfit turns into his outfit. Like that's fucking cool. Shout out to every time he turns from a normal outfit, which I think it only happens like twice, maybe three times, into his Doctor Strange outfit, because did you guys notice that it was his pocket square? Yeah, he always has a little his, red thing. Yeah, and, and he, yeah. that's what he pops out. Oh, I didn't even picture yeah. that. I, yeah, yeah, and that's cool. so fucking cool. It's cool. At the, well, at the very end, about, he was wearing that red scarf, and he takes yeah. it, yeah. it, it, it turns into a cloak. And we, we saw him do similar things in uh, uh, No Way Home as well. But, like, it's funny now, uh, having seen this movie, knowing exactly what goes on, that the whole the sanctum is filled with ice and stuff was just a weird one-off thing in No Way Home. And it's like, okay, that was just a, a choice they made that made the production design a lot more resource-heavy. But, okay, I guess that was just a fun one-off joke thing. I'm surprised we didn't get any tie into that at all in this movie. But continue, Greg. Uh, he goes down there, and what does he find? A bus being held up in the air by nothing, and he's like, what? He, there's a girl screaming, and she got on the bus, he's like, what? And so he goes, boop, 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 and does this thing, and it goes, and he can see into the invisible uh, octopus that's there. There's a giant one-eyed octopus uh, there tearing up the bus or whatever, and he deconstructs the bus, and America is there, and she falls, and he starts fighting the uh, octopus, and now they're fighting, they're rolling around in New York, they're fighting, doing stuff, and then, like, Wong shows up, and he's like, I'm the Sorcerer Supreme, you should bow or whatever, and that's a funny joke that would not be ongoing throughout the movie. And they all fight for a while, and they're fighting the octopus. And at one point, the octopus crawls up the side of the building, and this is like directly pulled from the Doc Ock. It looks like the same fucking building that Doc mm-hmm. Ock and Spider Man fought on with the same thing, like a close up on the lady with the glasses looking out at the giant octopus, or whatever. And you're like, damn, Sam Raimi, we get it. You made this fucking movie. Shit, fuck. And you made I, Spider-Man too. Good movie. I thought the action here was awesome. I thought this whole sure. sequence yeah, was fun, fun as hell. It's a good, I, definitely more entertaining than the the intro action sequence. They, I feel like every sort of piece here, uh, again, I'm always just a fan of when directors and filmmakers can get really creative with how they portray uh, on-screen violence, I guess, for lack of a better word. Sure. And... I thought all of the powers that he utilized, that sort of floating hands to throw up the spear, there was just a lot of really cool shit happening in this. Movie. I like that. I had a lot of fun with it. I like the the, the saw blade sound effect. Yeah. The yep. bus is coming at him and it cuts it in two. I thought that was yeah. really cool. One of the things I keep wondering now, and this is more of a question for Tim, I guess, and Kevin, because you guys are a little bit more nerds when it comes Fucking to comic books. How come yeah. nobody's anywhere close to as powerful as Tilda Swinton? How come the how come the sorceress are pretty really old? I think she pulled from the dark dimension. Uh, well, that, that kept her alive. I mean, I, I think I would assume Strange is on the same level as It just her. seems like every time, like, if you go back and watch the first one, she just has no problem fucking everyone up. Well, but and, you like, have to remember, cool shit. like, the enemy she's fighting is just a more powerful wizard, right? And, and, like, not more powerful than her, but, like, more powerful than Strange. Fair. The reason why Strange has so much problems there is he's way, like, he's way lower skilled than, uh... You just started. That one guy. Yeah, exactly. Mordo? Kaisilius. No, Kaisilius. Okay, Wally's yeah. great oh. name. Best name in movie history. 
Yeah, it's interesting. I think this movie kind of tries to explain that a little bit, even with the idea that there's uh, the book that you only get to learn the spells of if you're Sorcerer Supreme. So it's like mm-hmm. uh, Doctor Strange is kind of like being limited on certain things just inherently, right? Where she was Sorcerer Supreme, so she has access to all this other stuff. Um, and Wong being a newer Sorcerer Supreme isn't as advanced well, or whatever. I mean, but Wong is not a newer Sorcerer Supreme. I, I mean, he's been a Sorcerer Supreme for five plus years, five plus right? Years. But wasn't wasn't Steven the Sorcerer Supreme? Like in yeah, but he was when he was blipped. Wong. Yeah, so, but Wong I'm saying the there program. was a time before that and after uh, Doctor Strange one, right? See, that's the thing is I don't know that they ever officially gave him that title in the movies, right? He was the gatekeeper of the uh, yeah, he uh, was the sanctum, head of the right? New York Sanctum, yeah. But like I, I don't remember even having just watched the last movie and I stuff. I, right. I don't know if they ever officially made it. I feel like this kind of makes it seem like it's not. But I don't know. But I do think it's a really wise call for them to have Wong be the Sorcerer Supreme. And I, I'm just saying it now. Wong and Strange is like probably my favorite modern team up that we have with them. Like every time that they have the back and forth, I love it. I love it's the great. dynamic that they have and. And, like, the bowing stuff Greg's talking about, like, at the end when, when Steven bows to him, but even before that, when uh, Wong looks up and sees this fucking zombie and goes, oh, strange. It's like, yeah. I fucking He's like, I don't want to know. Don't tell me. Yeah. 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 I, I love that stuff. And, and seeing Wong here getting his own theme for the first time, I guarantee they're never going to use it again. Um, but him coming in and pulling the swords out and fighting the the, the squid thing, which is, is not Shu McGorath. I know all you keen-eyed views are out yeah. there. Like, I've played Marvel vs. Capcom, too. I know who that is. Uh, the Lego set has confirmed that it's Gargantos is the name of that thing. Idiot. Um, so not, not Starro. Huh? Sorry, go ahead. So not Starro. It was not Starro. No, no. He said Sabaro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I do think it was cool, like getting these different like mystical creatures. The creature design in this movie, I thought was like really top tier, and I like the reveal that it was Wanda that was kind of sending them after America to, to chase her. Like, yeah. This movie is surprisingly simple plot-wise. Like, mm-hmm. for a movie that is multiverse of madness and how crazy it all is, it's like, it's very just from this thing to this thing to this thing, like, no B-plot, really. So, thought that was cool. Uh, Continue with quick, that, just, Greg. Real, real quick, I, I, I pulled up an article um, that is saying, like, a couple of interviews are saying that before Infinity War, he was the source of Supreme. So, for, like, the director... So Interesting. take that if you will. Well, there you go. If he won, well, he got he it, and then they were immediately like, you need to go help the Avengers. And he's like, okay, I'll be back. And then he never came back. I'll, I'll do the reading when I get home, he said. But <laughs> he never came home. You know what I mean? The dog's still sitting yeah. in the door. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so, uh, they're finding the octopus, and eventually they kill the octopus in a disgusting way of yanking his fucking eye out with a giant spear fucking or whatever. Intense. Awesome. And it was cool yeah. how they all worked together to do it, right? Because, like, the cape flew over there to distract the eye, and then he got him, blew him, and fucked up. But he does it. And then, you know, uh, America gets confronted, and then she steals the sling ring, and she runs, but then they catch up to her really quick, and they get her, and then they take her out for pizza. And she's like, hey, I'm from another dimension. I can travel the multiverse, but I can't control it, and that sucks. And he's like, I don't know if I believe you. And she's like, but I saw, and he's like, I saw you in a dream. She's like, that wasn't a dream. That's what happens when you dream and you see other stuff. You're actually seeing the other versions of you across the multiverse. It's called, you know, this is what it was. You saw it in dreamwalking. Dreamwalking. And he's like, oh, shit, fuck. That's that's crazy. Pizza's good. And she's like, yeah, he's good. Fucking walking so, up here and being like, oh, so the clown chasing me when I'm naked? She's like, somewhere yeah. it's happening. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so this leads them to then go find Ponytail Strange's body that came through the star as well. Uh, they Wait, find that, like, oof, that's fucked up. Yeah. I just think it's so funny that 
Doctor Strange is like, I need proof. And it's like, all right, first of all, you should be able to suss that out somehow. Like, you're master of the mystic arts. Sort it out. Like, check her whatever it is. And second of all, like, I need proof. Thank God she had a corpse. His corpse specifically. You know what I mean? Yeah, but he saw it all, Kev. You know what I mean? He saw it all. Saw so it all I know. So, but, like, if someone tells you, hey, this is what happened in your dream last night and it was real... Like, I don't know that I'm going to be like, I need proof as much as I'm going to be like, all right, let me let me try to verify that. Kevin, they just want to go from a strong 97 to 100%, and that was sure. it. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay. That was it. And so, like, shit, that is a dead body. All right, cool. We'll bury it up here in New York just on this guy's roof. And they're like, that's going to violate some codes or whatever. And it's like, ha-ha, it will violate some codes or whatever. And then he's like, all right, you know what? You're going back to Comertage. And while you go to Comertage, I'm going to go investigate the only person I know who knows this kind of fucking – because he's like, this isn't uh, magic, right? This is witchcraft, which is cool. And he's like, all right, cool. I'm going to go – do you know anybody who knows witchcraft? He's like, I just so happen to. She calls herself Scarlet Witch now. So I'm going to go do that. And so, woof, you go over there now, right? And what we do is we get them like a very Wanda Vision-y thing, right? Where it's Wanda and the kids bopping around, no vision, bopping around a house, having a great time or whatever, eating ice cream, having a great time, just fucking being mom and kids, that's great. And then, boom, Wanda wakes up because she was dreaming. She wakes up, right? And no longer be bopping around. Not be bopping around. Now she's super sad. All the colors leaves the screen. It's super sad and moves around. She's out in this fucking cabin surrounded by these these trees with blossoms. We're going to call them cherry blossoms. They're not cherry blossoms. No, they're apple blossoms. blossoms. Kevin, they're apple, apple blossoms. blossoms. Apple blossoms. Apple blossoms. Apple blossoms. Apple blossoms. With the bird. <laughs> I, I feel like another. Come on, guys. Come on, let's focus. They don't fucking make them like that, everybody. Take your Doja Cat and that girl with the stickers all over her face singing about her breakups and throw that shit out and bring this music back. I, I want to just shout out to the acting in this scene and, like, the use of silence and how, like, strong that shift was from her waking up to suddenly being in this, what feels like a really empty, lonely room. Like, good, just great Olivia Rodrigo, in. that's her name. I didn't even have to look it up. It got there. Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, this is the whole thing. Yeah, what did fantastic as having to play the the multiple versions, the depressed one, the angry one, the witch, the this and that. I thought it was great. Love the switch with the WandaVision theme. Like I loved it where for the first time ever getting the importance of the TV shows in the actual movies, and it's just it's so damn cool to see. And I love – I was saying this earlier that one of my favorite things about this movie is, like, anytime I'm asking a question, it immediately answers it. Where I'm sitting here like, what what's going on? Like, why are, is she still in the – sitcom world, and then, oh, it's a dream immediately, mm-hmm. and she is doing the whole sleepwalking dark hole shit we saw at the end of, uh, in the post-credits of WandaVision. I'm like, damn, we're we're strapping in, because like, that was the first thing where I'm like, she's about to be the fucking villain, and Sandy's point, didn't expect it this soon. Yeah, I, I appreciated, like, you know, pretty soon after this, I was like, damn, they've kind of shown everything they showed in trailers. Like, I really don't know what's coming out other than Illuminati, of course, but I got what's going on. That was nice. Anyways, though, she wakes up and goes out to her apple blossoms jeans and starts, like, touching the trees and rubbing the trees. And then there's some sheep over there, and they're doing sheep things or whatever. And then Dr. Ah. Stephen Train shows up, and he's like, 
Well, this looks pretty. Re- this almost looks. Re- this looks pretty real. It's like in Israel, I was like, oh, cool. okay, cool. And then it was the whole thing about Westview. Like, I didn't, you know, I know you, you'd come eventually. I didn't fucking mean to. All right, I'm sorry. It's like I'm not even here. My bad. Don't worry about it. Look, yeah. my bad. Okay. No, don't worry. That's totally chill. Nobody. We don't care about these peons. We call Earthlings. Uh, anyways, though, I got this one girl. She's from a different dimension. She's saying that a monster chased her. That somebody sent after her to get her powers or whatever. What do you know about the multiverse or whatever? She's like, oh, Vision had his theories or whatever, and yada yada yada. And they start walking. Talking, she's like, you know what? Why don't you just, you know, bring America here, and then I can help. And then Steven stops walking, like, great. And just like, you didn't tell me your name, did you? And he's like, no, I didn't. And then she lays it all out, right? That you know, her kids are out there somewhere. Her children are out there. You never had kids. I had kids. The kids are out there. I need to go get them. I need to go save them. Yeah, Tim. Uh, just uh, while we're in this scene, like the the lead into it, where they're talking about the multiverse stuff with America, and then even this this one, I think, is the first example of many throughout the movie. Uh, the MCU, when we talk about it starting to get messy and like the inconsistencies of following the other movies and shows and stuff, like the the ways that they kind of hand wave out No Way Home, like the biggest multiverse movie we've had so far, and it's just like because of the weird licensing situation with uh. Uh, Sony, it's like, literally, they're just like, yeah, have, do you have experience in the multiverse? It's like, yeah, there was a thing with Spider-Man, and, like, that's all. Like, that movie could have just not happened, and it wouldn't really have affected. Does he shoot Webb out of his butt? <laughs> no. Yeah. Like, so. The joke is so funny, but yeah. it was just funny that they just totally wrote that out. And then the other thing is, like, Vision, right? Like, they reference him here, but it is kind of weird that they treat her like a single parent for yeah. the rest of the movie, and it's like, I, I wonder... That this, it can be easily explained of, like, yeah. why that's the case of Vision dies in all the other universes, right. and that just is what it is. But I, I think it's a little weird that when we're talking about her trying to find the universe where she's happiest, yep. that this yep. Wanda that we know is not finding one where Vision is also part of it. Mm-hmm. So I just think that that's weird where every single time we see all the, the orbs of the universes, it's just her and her kids. When we know how much she cares about Vision, not just from the movies we see, but the entire WandaVision show. I digress. I, I I'm right there with say, you where I thought it was peculiar and I thought in the final confrontation maybe like when, you know, it was her witch version inv- invading the house with regular Wanda there, I thought maybe Vision was going to come downstairs or whatever in her right, at this moment. Especially when we know there is the white Vision out there. Yeah. So Vision with memories, with all that stuff, does exist. Agreed. I, I wouldn't be shocked if the, the reasoning behind that is that, like, she's – Finding universes where the creation of them like is the same, just the outcome is different. Somehow she made them like physical and able to leave the hex. In which case, yeah, this is another one. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Kevin. I cut you off. That's rude. No, I, I'm just saying. Like, I, I feel like that's an easy enough like uh, thing for me to understand. Of like, okay, she's just following that timeline through to like ch- just changing, keeping them alive. It's that thing where like. There's infinite universes. So she's looking for a very specific universe. I, like Again, this is what we're talking about with the gap between the show and the movie, right? Where I can fill it in. I can do the work, right? Where I can say, like, infinite universes. She's looking for universes where she is the mom and there is no vision. Why? Well, vision talked her out of this before, right? Even in her own created world. Assumedly, a vision you'd run into in any of these universes would also be like, Wanda, this is madness. Knock it off. Whereas if she can get to one. And also, I guess, technically, right? In the universe we're talking about where she's going to get these kids with the Wanda Maximoff in it, this is one where Ultron works, so there never was a vision in this one, which then how does she get the kids? Who really knows? But this is, again, part of the criteria for what she's looking for as she goes through and checks all the boxes. She's trying to find one that, you know, she could do this and get away with it and not have a love of her life tell her to fuck off. Anyways, I digress. 
I didn't tell you her name. No, you didn't. This is going to happen. Listen, she turns the whole world red. It's all fucked up. And you've been using the dark hole because she's got those sticky Cheeto fingers. And she's like, yeah, I have. But it's also showing me a bunch of shit. And it's really cool or whatever. You saw the fucking movie. You know. And so then it's like, you listen, what's going to go down is I've been very reasonable. And so you get, you go home, you get, pack your little bag, get commertage, and I'm going to show up at fucking sundown. And I'm going to take her, and I'm gonna, she's going to come with me. And what if you don't? Well, you don't want to know. You wouldn't like me wanting anger kind of shit. And Doc Strange's like, woohoo. Opens the portal, goes through. He's like, we're fucked. We gotta, we're fucked. Like get everybody here. Get everybody here. Yeah, I remember that. It was terrible. I, that's the first time she calls herself Scarlet Witch to him, right? Yeah. Because, like, when he comes back, he's like, bro, she's calling herself Scarlet Witch. <laughs> Everything's <laughs> fucked. Yeah, so cool. It's, it's a very much like Michael yeah. Scott. It's happening! It's happening! <laughs> <laughs> and so Wong's like, get everybody! We need everybody! Get your sorcerers and shit on a fucking get up here with your goddamn platters. And he's like, they're making shit, and then one bull guy's there. Like, all right, cool, bull guy. Uh, yeah, that's you know weird. I mean? There's no explanation hey. at all. Like, it's just the bull man. Respect to Rintra, okay? The minute he got a, He got a... He got a. He was credited like with a photo and everything. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like, weird. Did they credit the the Illuminati? I don't think they did. <laughs> I was like looking at my phone for a second. Like, I don't think Patrick Stewart and them got like the name face thing. No, but Vince no. sure did. Yeah, they so did. Weird. Yeah, I think, oh yeah, shit! Yeah. What the hell's going on? Oh, it's Voldemort. It's like Voldemort over there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, all that happened. And, like, I, if I, and then, like, battle stations, get everybody here for sundown and shit. She's gonna, it's gonna pop off. And so they start bringing people out of portals and shit. And I'd be lying if I was like, man, I hope Ned comes out of one. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, just a little bit, little Ned in training with his sling ring or whatever, but whatever. Uh, he doesn't. Instead, we get a fucking bull and a bunch of weirdos we don't know or whatever. And, like, you're like, man, they are really just padding this for a body count, huh? That's great. You know what I mean? Clearly, they don't want to kill anybody major. God forbid they make Wong's death mean anything. He'll he'll get his neck almost broken like 15 times in this movie. It'd be fine. Great. Cool. Awesome. Magic, uh, magic spells. Magical neck. Yeah. yeah, sure. Okay. Anyways, uh, so why yeah, – I don't even start it. Anyways, uh, if sundown happens or whatever – There's no problem with that at all. They're all there with – I mean, like, just – it's I. are there stakes for Wong? Should I ever be afraid for Wong? Like, no, why should I care? No, no. I mean, I mean but yeah. his friends, any of his friends, like, you saw that lady – who, did they have something going on? I feel like yeah, they might have had something going on. Yeah, a little something, something. And she so that was fucking, a little inappropriate business work yeah, relationship happening there. She utterly sacrificed herself for him. And that, like, ugh, cool. oh, that was an intense scene. Cool like yeah, like, it would have been cool mm-hmm. if maybe Wong did it himself to die a hero instead of being a little bitch. He two seconds later does, like, I'll stop you right now. Somebody I shows Wong up with beats they your have, ass. They have yeah. the fucking dark hole. They're going to destroy the multiverse. Yada, yada. And then I'm like, I'm not giving you shit about where the other copy of the multiverse is. And they bring out any of you. I'm like, fucking fillet Andy in front of yeah, you. I, yeah, right. I'm sorry. Like, I got to protect the multiverse. But like, and they have to just sit there and scream and scream for like, hours and hours. And I'll let it happen. I'm not giving up the multiverse. Yeah, they happens. literally pick up fucking four jabronis in the bull and they're like we're gonna hurt them and they're like all right all right, all right. I'll stop. These four motherfuckers you've never seen before or care about matter more than the multiple. The bull was there. We love him. That's Billy of the Minotaur. What was <laughs> they're just trying to sell me another That's fucking like bull toy, all right? Billy, I don't need that Funko Pop. I don't need it at all. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Wong. Do something. You're hilarious and I love you, Wong, but I want, you know what I mean? I, let it matter. 
Nick, I know, I know that you're lowest on this movie, but don't you just want to watch Wong beat the fuck out of Greg right now? Like, just taking the town. This is another one of those things where, like, I mean, I, I don't I don't know if we're getting one ever, but I would love to have Wong have his own movie. I, I think he's a great character. I, I think Benedict Wong is a fucking great actor. I love their back and forth. Yeah. And I, just I love Wong. Don't wrong. Yeah, I don't know why Greg wants he's to He's great so in Deadly Class. Everybody should watch Deadly Class. It's, you know, not coming yeah. back, though, because nobody watched it at the time, but he was great. Anyways... I don't love this camera touch fight. Oh, I like. I it. think it looks weird and it's very, very bright for some reason. Yeah, it, it looks like it's so bright, and I just don't. I don't love the way it looks compared to the original. The, the shots in the original one. It looks really small. I always thought that. I thought like camera touch really? was big, and it looked like it was a tiny little, like a little patio on top of a building. <laughs> like, that, right, that's kind of funny because I had the opposite thing where I always thought camera touch was some remote little like temple on top of a mountain. I didn't realize that it was like right behind the city. Oh, no, it's like smack dab in the middle of the city, remember? Because he walks in and he's like... Well, yeah, but I assume they portaled somewhere else. Oh, yeah, maybe. maybe But no, it was right... Like, you can see the mountainside where where Camitage is built, and then on the other side, there's the city that there's... Oh, yeah. No, you gotta assume yeah, there's a lot of floors. Like you gotta assume there's like a, a break room and there's, there's room like a game there. room, you know? Yeah, they yeah. got arcades set up. Now it's, it's, it pops off. They've got a big old protection spell up above it. Wanda and Strange obviously arguing shit. They're, you know, well, they're not your kids, whatever. Fuck off. Uh, and so she, Wanda's blasting her old red energy, but it ain't getting through. And then Wong's like, move over here. Do this. Cast that. And they're all like, all right, Wong, whatever you say. And then, you know, uh, Scarlet Witch is like, hmm, you know what? Hmm. And, like, looks around. And then she's like, well, which one of these is a weak little fucking worm. And sure as yeah. shit, she finds the one guy the camera hung on like twice since then. It's like, all right, you long hair, knock off Jon Snow. And she comes down there. She's like, run. He turns, he runs, and he shoulder checks a bunch of them and then makes a big old hole. And she's like, here you go, motherfucker. And she starts blasting in there. And she just starts blasting. She just starts blasting. And, and she just pops it up. It's uh, great. I love the run moment. I think it makes this all worth it. And it's Sam Raimi as hell. It's corny as all shit, but fuck it works for me. I was so in, and I thought this was cool as shit. But it's also a great throwback to uh, what Ultron, right? Age of where, Ultron, yeah. Yeah, where she was. That's how her like primary way of attacking people, and it's just cool to see her still utilize that. I man, I just like I. If I'm that dude. And I make eye contact with her. I'm just like, she's looking at me, dude. All hell starts breaking loose. People are getting blown up. Shit's flying all over. They're getting smushed. All, you know, it's just it's a bad scene here at Comertage right now, right? And I, I think we glossed over, but America can't c- control her powers, right? She only it just deploys when she gets scared. She gets mm-hmm. scared. She makes a little. She farts a little, and the star pops up in the world. And she's like, oh no. And so. You know, all hell's breaking loose here, and she gets scared. And uh, I forget, I think maybe her and Strange get blasted through it. I forget, but they end up going through the thing together. And this is where you get, like, a, a blink of a second at, like, a million, uh, like no, five no, or six no, great you, multiverses. You, no? You, you, you missed the giant the mirror fight, which mirror I thought was thing. fucking cool. Oh, right, right, right. When she mirror. steps on the trap, yeah, yeah, yeah and the yeah. water thing. That's the water thing. The reflections to get out of to the To get out? And, and attack people from the the reflections of the water and all the surfaces. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, really cool. This is one of the, the few moments in this movie that remind me a lot of what I love most about Doctor Strange 1, which is the motivated actual action scenes or, or scenarios, not even action, but just scenarios in the movie. But her getting trapped in it, using her little fire blasting or fire, red blasting, and it, like, bounces around, and then she touches it, and, like, it turns into the puddle. I was like, oh, this is so fucking sick. Yeah. And it's, like, one of those good things where when they 
actually set up rules of how all this shit works. And then you see it, like, see something, you're like, oh, I know what's about to happen, and that's fucking cool, and it makes it motivated and worth it. So when she uses the reflections to focus them and her eyes in that puddle and shit, again, corny as hell in a lot of ways, it felt really damn cool. She comes out of the one, like, and she looks just like, like, the girl from The Ring or whatever, too. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. That's cool. But also, like, yeah, the like, idea of it, it, like, cuts her up as she's getting out of it, and she's all, like, broken and contorted. Uh, I thought it was dope. Real quick, real Same Really, really awesome scene. I love... I loved all of the spikes of mirrors mm-hmm. sort of, like, coming up, up at her like a trap. Uh, just, it was so, so cool. Um, but, yeah, kind of freaky, and I hate any moment of silence in this movie because I know here comes a jump scare. Mm-hmm. And I just, like, I'm just waiting there, and people are like, ah, oh, here's a kind of scary image. What's, what's he going to do now? I fucking hated it, man. Why do you all like scary movies? Stupid. It's fun. It makes you feel alive for once. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Gets a good, gets the adrenaline spiked, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, anyways, yeah, then they get blasted through the thing, right? The portal, and then uh, you know, she they go through all the cool different ones that I wish they spent more time in, but they don't. But they go through the animated one, they go through the paint one, they go through like a black and whitey one. What? Yeah, what do you got? That's that's see that's that's the thing that I was expecting more of in this movie that we just really didn't get that much of because we only go into like a couple different different multiverses. I thought it was going to be them jumping around the whole time and and being super creative, but that was a big disappointment for me. Where the only real joke we get out of it is that green means stop. And you're like, ah, okay. <laughs> it's kind they of also weird. have the moment of like, were we paint? And she's like, yeah, eating's hard there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I'm with. I, this is honestly, if you remember when we were, I think we we're talking about. Uh, whether it was at the end of an in-review or whether it was a trailer reacts, this was one of, my concerns, reacts. one of my concerns for the movie, right, where I was like, I like Doctor Strange enough, but with the unlimited nature of the multiverse, I feel like I might go into this one and be way more excited for the cameos, way more excited for the world. Mm-hmm. And I did find that to be the case here, where I was, enjoy- I, like I said, enjoyable movie. I had fun with it. But I was, and at one point I checked my watch because I felt like the movie was flying by, and it was, and I was like, fuck, they're not really going to go anywhere else. Like, they're not, they're not, they're, we're not, I would have, yeah, I was with Nick of, like, I would have wanted more jokes inside of those worlds rather than us just going through them and getting a quick visual, boom, 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 boom. And, boom. and I feel like that kind of speaks to one of the reasons why I didn't like the movie, is or didn't wasn't as cool, hot of a movie as you guys are. I liked it. It was enjoyable. But it's because I think that the main focus of, the, of it should have been America's story and her learning how to use and control her powers. And in doing that, I thought they were going to have her skipping around all these universes with Doctor Strange trying to solve this puzzle yeah. and how to beat this person. But in reality, she doesn't really learn anything other than to believe in herself. I was going to say, my, you didn't appreciate that? They got I, people laughing out loud at the theater when Strange is like, just believe in yourself. It was, and granted, it was a zombie telling her, but like, you know. Yeah, it was, it, that was a big, that was a disappointment for me because I'm like, this, this is, that, that's what but, this should have been about, right? Him teaching yeah. her how to, use, how to control these powers, like he had to control his powers back in the day. But, but instead, she's just like, you got to fight the witch. And she's like, all right. I, I feel like the the growth in Doctor Strange is, is I mean the movie is about him and at the end of the day he puts down the knife he hands the knife over to someone else right that's the whole I guess I, I feel like that's, that's not, the whole that was theme. one line in the very beginning of the movie and then he I guess yeah but it, it's like it, and I think it ties into what Tim was saying of like that w- might have been the only way for him to have also survived what was going to go forward right. Yeah, I just think it wasn't as well yeah. set up as it was in the first one. Because the, the theme in the first one was it's not about you, right? And so he learned every single thing that he had done in his life was motivated by selfishness and ego. And that in order to overcome this this thing, he needed to actually, like, be a better person and, and sacrifice himself. And, like, you know, do stuff for other people, which I thought was good. And this one, I got to the end of I it, mean, and I was like, I guess he's 
been he learned how to hand it over, but that I mean I totally forgot about that line by the time we get to the end of it. Yeah. I, and if you had told me what the theme was, I would have said something to the fact that like power corrupts because every single iteration of him has destroyed these universes. So I didn't really I didn't really put two and two together what we're supposed to walk away with this film. You know? I I don't necessarily think that by the end of the second one or the first movie he's sorted that all out. I think that it bleeds over to this and him like fixing the watch is symbolic of him letting go of um what's her name? Christine Adams. Christine. Yeah. yeah. And and that is now we're finally getting the growth of he's like she'll be happier. Yeah, but that's two different things, going. right? Like we're talking about like someone with a different are. life and then and then her saying like you always have to be in control of everything. I don't know. It's just mm-hmm. a lot of just muddled scenes well, there that could have been a slightly better done, I think. Hold on, Andy had a Sanders and and then I want to say something. Um, I'm with Nick and Greg that I would have loved to have seen all, a bunch of different universes just kind of just get us in there for a little bit um, in the way that I think the best show has presented universes before Greg, the Family Guy episode of the multiverse where they're sure. jumping and suddenly they're in the Disney world and they all look like Disney characters yeah. and suddenly they're in 3D. Like, um, obviously that's a joke because when we got on the movie, Lucy James and Tam were like, well, we just saw everything everywhere all at once and like, that kind of ruined this movie for us. So, yeah. I, I just wanted to see more versions and creative ways that they can kind of do that. But well, you can't really do that when you are trying to show that America has no control over what she's doing in a way. Mm-hmm. Right, but the whole movie is supposed to be about like building up to her. Listen, when we first start out and you have a Marvel character who's like, oh, I know how to control my powers. My assumption is that by the end of it, they're going to figure out how to control their powers and they're going to figure out how to do that to kill the big baddie. And she did. But the build up to that, there were no steps. It was literally just even being like, you believe in yourself. And it was fucking weird and kind of and kind of just didn't feel validating at all or, or justified. Um, but I'll say, like, them going through that multiverse and the paint and stuff was weird to me. I think they did it better the first one, where they see the hands with the little hands and all that stuff. I think the visuals there and the kaleidoscopeness and the cities falling in on each other was way cooler than anything we saw. I, I don't think it's helpful either that, like, you go through four or five, whatever they are, the number of the different multiverses they fall through, and I'm like, all of those are awesome. And then they end up in, it's New York, except it's, it's solar power the and there's plants everywhere. I was like, yeah. oh. All right, well, we're here. Yeah, for me, I I think it was the wisest call in the world to not do what we all thought and have them spend a bunch of time in a bunch of different multiverses. I think kind of just having this idea of, look, they're all out there. We're throwing them through here, but we're going to focus on one, and I love that they focus Mm -hmm. on the Illuminati one. Let's get into this. Let's have the history of this. Let's build up this world and kind of make it matter so that when all these characters are killed off it means something to us and that's what ends up happening here and like kevin was saying earlier it's like it means something to our actual heroes which are strange himself and uh, eventually it's going to be uh america in our 616 universe now um but i'm 100 percent with nick on the flip side where it is so infinitely less cool than the scene we got in the first movie that is one of the mcu's all-time best this one was Definitely not. I think it's going to be fun to frame by frame one day and look at because a lot of stuff we saw in the trailers, like the Living Tribunal and stuff, that's all just here. Yep. Like, that's all just yep. thrown through. We see the noir uh, universe. We see like hints at some stuff. And like, well, that's just kind of neat, whatever. Like the first movie did it so much better. Uh, but I do think that one of the things I appreciate most about this movie is, you know, we sit here and watch these trailers. We talk about them. We break them down and all this stuff. This movie's not what I thought it was going to be based on the trailers. And like even little things like his cape getting torn. So then he has the, the blue patch on it. Like 
that was a choice I think to throw us off in the trailers of we were convinced that was a different strange and that's how they signify that it's different. So I thought those kind of choices were cool and it's just I like that the movie did things I didn't expect and like kind of just told its own plot as opposed to oh Wolverine's well, Madness. Of course they're just going to go to a bunch of places and cameo here and cameo there. It's like they made the cameos actually matter and serve the plot. So I appreciate yeah. that. But it is called the Multiverse of Madness. And when you have a movie called The Multiverse of Madness, you only go to three multiverses, and it's not that madness. I'm like, I don't know, kind of a letdown. Like, I thought when we watched the trailer, I was like, he's going to be fucking jumping constantly with this thing. What's that porthole and this cool thing? And then we got the keep. I don't know. And then I just think it was a lot more straightforward and simple of a movie. A lot of walking in this movie also. Specifically this scene, where they're going to walk for 20 minutes and, ex- and, and tell you some exposition on where she came from with her, with her parents and all that stuff. I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> making his hate of walking. Jesus Christ. I mean, you just walk everywhere, man. It's just walking scene after walking scene after walking scene with one joke in it about the green instead of the red. A little weird. So anyways, we're in that New York solar power now, all that jazz, right? Uh, they put together, they should find the Doctor Strange of that world. They come down, they run into Bruce Campbell in the conversation we already talked about, and then uh, he, you know, grabs the thing, this is a good replica from you stole from the Doctor Strange Museum, what's that all about, blah, blah, blah. Then he puts the hex on him to make him fight his hand forever, and then the evil dead nod. <laughs> I was like, bro. Maybe like like a half hour. Right, exactly. Uh, however, then they stomp off and they go over there and they find the Doctor Strange Museum with this Doctor Strange stuff outside where he, he died fighting Thanos and saving the world. And they're like, oh, it's pretty cool for a Doctor Strange thing. And then what happens? The old Mordor comes out. He's like, what? And they're like, oh, no, you're going to fight him. We're going to have to fight him. Mordor hates us. The bill always comes due. But then he comes down and he's like, brother! And they're like, oh my god, oh, they're friends, yay! You said this might happen one day, come on inside and tell me all about where, where you come from in the multiverse or whatever. And they're like, oh, she knows everything, that's cool. So they go in there. Well, actually, I guess we cut back to Scarlet Witch at this point, probably, right? Who, yeah, this is where we cut back to Scarlet Witch. And she's uh, still in cam- cam- camera cash. Sorry? Oh, I was going to say, she's holding up Wong, right? At this point. Yeah, yeah, she has Wong at this point, right? Uh, and she, this is, uh, yeah, she has Wong, and this is the book part where the, she, yeah, right? Yeah, this is where she first goes into the other universe, right? Into that same universe there, where she's like, I'm going to yeah. do Wong, and then we see her kind of like yeah. stalking she, she, the other she goes in there, she goes into her, her the other universe, we're, we're going to call it, from now on, Scarlet Witch is Scarlet Witch, and Wanda Maximoff is the one she's taking over in this universe. She, we see uh, her being a parent to the kids, uh, Scarlet Witch takes over Wanda Maximoff, she's like, now I'm going to go out and do my thing, but guess what, the kids need her help, so she goes over there and starts, they sing her stupid song about ice cream, that's just the stupidest fucking thing in the world, no kidding, and they Wong, didn't this. Wong's God special friend friends. comes over and was like, I'm going to let you loose, but then you're going to stab that thing and die, so I'll do it. And it was like, yeah, no. But she doesn't let it loose, which is weird. She could have freed him, but she's like, I'll leave you strung up for a little yeah, while. Yeah, but I wonder if freeing, freeing him might have woken up Wanda. And then you they time it out. You know what I mean? Where I'm about to stab this, I'll free him real quick and then stab the thing. But it's like Wong's like, oh, no, don't die. I guess I'm still here. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I don't know. It's that I, I assume there was a reason why she didn't do well, that. Well, theoretically, right, I, I thought you would think that if she stabs the book and destroys the Darkhold, right, that should break her magic spell, maybe? That she's no, because I think that's a different thing. You know, so okay. she, you know that'll break the spell. I mean, that's why she's not Sorcerer Supreme, you know? That's why she's that's not Sorcerer right. Supreme. And in this universe, the kids know how to sing songs. Oh, that's just naturally. Ice cream. Yeah, that, uh, yeah. Smart, terrible smart. song, terrible song. Terrible. But uh, another shout out to the visuals of the fucking ocean in the cup, the awesome. way the, the the her two bowls in slow motion yeah, play yeah, against the yeah. thing, her looking into the mirror and seeing the scarlet. Oh, there it is. Staring there back. Is. Oh lord. There it is. Oh, 
Ladies and gentlemen, Tammy, you went and used the dark hole, huh? Oh, I should have done my fingers. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> if you're an audio listener, Tammy's drawing a third eye on his forehead. Uh, third eye crazy. is weird. Hopefully in permanent ink. So Why does it have two eyebrows? I thought that would annoy you in particular. I did <laughs> one. I was like, I'm, gonna, I'm going to. Holy Kevin's going to hate it. You nailed it. I hate it. Oh, let's uh, move on. Stabs the book. Burn, you know, she gets burned alive or whatever. This sets off the thing. You know, like I was talking about where Wong's proved to be a punk-ass bitch. You're just like, whoa. Well, now you're going to tell me how to get another dollar hole. He's like, I'll never tell you. You can do whatever you want to me. I won't do anything to you. Those guys that are behind you in rubble that you already thought were dead, I'm going to pick them up, and I'm going to start torturing them very slowly. Not even like – it's literally like she goes to start pinching. And he's like, no, stop. I'm sorry. There's oh, a super you. evil Wanda Mountain. It's in Wanda Mountain. No, the people. Table. <laughs> I think that if like, we're all hanging out together and someone magically floats us and clearly tortures us, you're gonna fold. You God I fucking love power. it. I've I already told you, not a chance in hell. If it's a, if I if it's to sacrifice the entire fucking multiverse, Kevin, I will sit there and watch them turn you inside out, inch by inch. If they were like it. If they were oh, lifting all five of you, I'd be like, whoa, 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 wait, just concentrate on Greg, please. Uh, yeah. Just, just hit only him. Only Start him. with Greg. Start <laughs> with Greg. We love him the most. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, I'd be like, how as soon as I'm dead, you're like, all right, no, 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 let me show you where Wanda Mountain is. Sorry, come with me. <laughs> and so I don't, I'm just going to put it here. I'm not sure if this is where it happens. But then, you know, he opens a portal to it, and it's not, they're not at the top of the mountain. She's like, could you do that? He's like, no, you know, we're not supposed to be here. The sorcerers, the people aren't supposed to be there. She's like, whatever. She picks him up and fly, flies him over there. And they land there, and then they look in there, and then there's you know the thing of hers, and then there's rock people, but they all bow to her, and then she, she's like, oh man, look, it's a prophecy. The Scarlet Witch was supposed to be here. I'm buried here, or whatever. Anyway, then back to uh, Strange and shit. They're having tea uh, with old uh, Mordo, and it's like, this is great. We're old friends. Hurrah, huzzah, blah, blah. And they talk about a bunch of bullshit. And then, uh, well, first off, I left off pizza balls. Pizza balls sound delicious. I wish you could argue. Oh, my God, that looks good, too. Yeah, we have them today. Uh, anyways, though, then they someone's about the tea. They all start falling down. You son of a bitch! And, she, and Mordo's like, you would have done this too. Like this is how it needs to be, kind of shit. You know right. what I mean? Like we can't trust you. We love. They drop some four hymns, uh, vitamins, like the sleep vitamins in there. Mm. And I, it's like, it works. It works. I like yeah. that once we see the like bucket of the sand of whatever it was chilling there. He looks again into his thing, and you can see the little green glow on the top, and it's like, ah, oh, come on. You can figure this out earlier, Strange. And this, the editing here really got me kind of, like, motion sick. <laughs> like, the stretching yeah, and shit and the movement, it. it was like, whoa, this is weird. This is trippy. This is trippier than, like, a lot of the other special effects that cost teams of 40 to work on for seven months straight. Like, this is just someone squashing and stretching an image, and it no, is actually, freaking me out right now. I think they do that optically. There's actually a special lens you can do where you oh, just really? twist it. And it does. Yeah, it's, it's, they've used that effect. He's used that effect before, I think, in Evil Dead. Where oh. I, I forget the specific type of lens. I did one short film one time where he rented that lens, and I was like, it's fucking cool. In what multiverse was it, though? That was in multiverse uh, where I was a starving college student. Something that we brought up in um, the spoiler-free review that I noticed, I feel like the special effects looked better in the Dolby screening than they did in the IMAX. I I think it's because... The extra aspect ratio, uh, yeah. the l- less effort was put into it, so like some yeah. of the effects I think was actually worse. And yeah, I, I'm right there with you. It looked much better in this one. Yeah, and that's kind of wild, and it's kind of a bummer for uh, IMAX as a format where it's like, ugh, knowing that I have to sacrifice that and 
audio fidelity, by the way, Dolby sounded so much better than IMAX, which is yeah, so loud. Oh my God. This scene was so funny where we get the kind of knockout scene and then the circle wipe and then the transition to the raging Wanda <laughs> montage. And it's like, it is impossible to watch that with a straight face. And like, they're I trying to make it this like evil satanic thing. And it's like, it feels like Tobey Maguire going. <laughs> you know, well, like, well, so, so much do you want me to do it for you? Here, I'll do, do it. it for you. Please here do. we go. Audio listeners, Nick is looking off to the side. And he's just he's looking at the camera. <laughs> uh, what, I love it. I, it, and it's, I don't I have the visual memory. What do you? What don't? What happens I, here? That you it, it's all it's the cheesy editing with where she just guitar like. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, and the guitar like comes in. We. I think the weirder part about it though, Tim, is that we had just gotten the sequence where he is being told and given lore about the Darkhold, and we're hearing the same music while seeing the same sort of weird visuals as the story is being told, and we hear, like, like music kind of in the background. It's like, this is kind of weird. I don't know if I like it. And then it's, like, a same sort of montage of the same visuals and fading faces and look at, like, what are, you, what are we doing right now? Man, this is weird, dude. I, like, Kevin Feige, let's rein this in a little bit, big dog. <laughs> I mean, I mean, there's probably a reason that's the only time we get it, you know what I mean? Where he's like, they're like, Sammy, it's you get one. like a lifetime. You get one. Like a lifetime. <laughs> I, thought it was, I thought it was funny and, you know, like, stylish. So cheesy. Yeah, very yeah. cheesy. Super cheesy, super hokey. Uh, but again, like, there's something about it where it's like, the deeper you got into this movie and the more I was like, oh, this is going to be an evil dead movie to the point that there's a deadite version of Doctor Strange. You're like, oh, shit, okay, well, that's, I can see why they wanted him for this, and this is going to alienate Nick. Nick, they're one of the people who hate this, like Nick. Um, however, uh, we've covered a whole bunch of stuff there. So let's just jump to, you know, they wake up in their cells, right? Uh, America's pounding on her cell. Dr. Strange gets up and starts yelling at the lab coat people. And guess what? It's Christine. Oh, my God, Christine, you're here or whatever. What? She's like, yeah, I am Dr. Strange, but you're not my Dr. Strange, so we shouldn't talk or whatever. And so they talk a little oh. bit about it, whatever. Uh, Real quick, one note. This is when we're introduced to the idea that our universe is 616, and I think it's a red herring because another universe can't name us. You know what I mean? Like, if aliens come to Earth and they're like, you know that you're – this is actually called hot dog land outside of this, this oh, world. That would be so cool. That'd we'd be, be so like, cool. fuck that noise, Earth, Terra. We'd have options, and we we tell them that's not what we call ourselves. You know what I mean? No, that's thank true. you, sir. Exactly. No, thank you. Uh, even though it was a lie, we had um, – God, what's Mysterio. his name? Mysterio. Yeah. Give us a number for this universe too, right? 616. Same number. Oh, really? Really? Which makes it even weirder. Now we're going to fucking say yeah. Now we're going to fucking say yeah. I mean, it's weirder, but they're both fucking liars. Then go eat a, a lemon, you know what I mean? Yeah, go eat a lemon. You know what this yeah. max up? It's like every single time we talk to Europe and they're like, we're on the metric system. Like, get the fuck out of here with your metric system. I don't, I don't know about here. that. I, I yeah, don't know about that. It's just, it's they make more sense. System. It really doesn't. I know. <laughs> 12 to a foot, three Stupid. something. Christine lays it all out, right? That she's yeah in charge of this. She's been studying the multiverse. She's got the numbers. She's got the goods. She's been doing all these different things. She's on top of the whole fucking shit, right? And like, and it's fantastic. I love this, and this is why I appreciate the focus on the one multiverse because this allowed them to really kind of get into and build out shit that we we know the MCU so well at this point. But it's like, cool, in this universe, we do have a Fantastic Four and a, and in. Inhumans and X-Men and all that stuff, and here's how that kind of looks. But even beyond just the Illuminati being there, like, there's so much dialogue details that I just love, and I feed off of, like, the lore-type shit, where in this universe, the Baxter building is Reed Richards' 
Fantastic Four thing, right? Mm-hmm. That is where Christine works. They focus on her, at least, focuses on the multiverse shit. you got to assume in this universe it was Reed that invented Ultron, and that's why these Ultron bots actually work. Like, right. it's all these, like, tiny little things where it's, like, the what I actually like about the concept of what if, right? And I feel like in this universe, because of everything we know, they did a great job of answering so many questions, like 10 movies worth of questions in a 15-minute scene here. And I thought that was so damn great at expanding the MCU into an MCM. MCM. It was cool. Multi-channel network. Marvel Cinematic (laughs) Multiverse. Eventually, uh, Mordo comes, though, and he's like, come on, Strange, time to meet the Illuminati. And he's like, okay, cool. And you got the Ultron bots, and we're going to walk over there. So they walk over there, and... And they go on in there, and then, yeah, guess what? It's everybody we saw, and Tim's already mentioned them all. So they go in there, and Captain Carter's there, and it's fucking dope as fuck. Okay. Give me a Captain Carter movie. What do you got, Nick? What do you, what's going on? Well, what, do you, what do you think Charles was doing before this, that he was late to this meeting? Do you think he had to take a poop? He had a call. He had a call. He had a call. What do you think worry about more? What, what, what call could have possibly been more important than a guy that could potentially destroy your entire multiverse? I mean, these guys aren't bright, right? They're not even worried about Wanda, so, like, whatever. you got to assume that they they deal with, I mean, this is another Tuesday for them. They're dealing with crazy strangers from all over the universes, and this is just like, oh, we got another change? Okay, yeah, because i got a call, right? i I got a call with fucking Tim, who's, who's the recent sponsor? Epic. Uh, Lumen. Like, I got to call it Lumen. We're doing, yeah, we're, we're getting you fucking drapes for this place. You know, it's a whole thing. Man. I, do, second question, follow-up question. Do you think this is their main meeting room? And if so, do they get neck aches by having to turn to each other constantly? No, do this they is have, like, a circular room. table in the back? Okay. This yeah, is for room? sure, right? This is, like, their, their court where they bring people to make, mm-hmm. to, to, I don't know, who knows? So, to judge. The Illuminati is a really interesting thing that is actually pretty new to the the comics universes, all things considered. Like, it first showed up in, like, 2007 or or something like that, 2006. So it's, like, it is a fresher uh, concept. And the idea, at least in the comics, is that there is this elite group that represents all the different kind of teams or or corners of the universe, like the cosmic, the mystic, the this, the that, um, and that nobody knows about them. So it's, like... Professor X knows, but the X-Men don't know. Tony Stark knows, but the rest of the Avengers don't know. So it's like they only gather together to kind of deal with stuff that's like, yo, we don't want to get anyone else involved in this. This is like we're meeting in secret um, for all of that. So I don't think that they're like gathering up to meet all the time. And like this movie doesn't get into all of that stuff, but I kind of get the idea of them kind of coming in like (laughs) at different times is is because they're – this isn't their day job. It's not like they're sitting in this right. office all day. They, pain, they just show right? up yeah, every yeah. Yeah, that 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 I, yeah but I do think that this the Illuminati in this world isn't a secret, and it's more of their version of the Avengers. You know, uh, and I, mean, I, the I lobby of the building. I also did really enjoy just that sort of small dialogue exchange with, "Who are you with? Is this Hydra? Is this yeah. a Shield sword? Uh, what is it? The Illuminati? We'll see you now." And it's like, ah, that's cool. Yeah, I, I thought that was that. cool too. But yeah, he goes in there. These, yeah, all these people, like, damn. Yep. Like, Bolt, Black Bolt, seeing him as the first one was a, like, oh, that's weird. I never watched the Inhuman series because I, like, immediately neither, knew yeah. from everyone that was absolute trash. And uh, I didn't re- I didn't realize that that was the same actor till Tim told me afterwards. Mm. That's awesome. I just yeah. like him because he's Super Captain cool. Pike. Mm-hmm. In the new oh, Star Trek. Star Trek. Uh, yeah. Uh, he's having a big uh, week right now. 
And Fun Mel. Oh, fuck, that's right. It's Discovery. No, not Discovery. Uh, Strange New Worlds. Is that this week? Mm-hmm. Ah, I gotta watch it tonight. Yeah, it yeah, is. Just- John Krasinski, again, we, we already talked at the beginning of the show, but just such a surprise. I'm so glad I had nothing spoiled for me. Um, that was shocking. I was not expecting Haley Atwell. I wasn't expecting Monica Rambeau. Uh, Monica Rambeau. Um, well, there were some hints and some sort of like, what doc, what uh, Captain Marvel could this possibly be flying up in the sky based on all the sort of zoom-ins that people were doing on the Internet, but... Yeah, all of this was very surprising and awesome to see on screen. And a, a lot of, again, with this and with Spider-Man Far From Home or No Way Home, it's just these movies have become fever dreams, and they still work <laughs> for me in in a way that I don't feel like we are jumping the shark yet. And I'm, it's awesome. It's awesome to experience it. Uh, one correction there, Maria Rambo, Monica. Right, Maria Rambo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Monica. Great, yeah, great good. callback. Great callback. Real good. So, anyways, like it was covered, all these people are there. They all do the thing. Our Stephen Strange was the bad guy. He almost ruined the thing. Like you know, we were fighting Thanos, and he had to use the dark hold, and then he was he didn't tell us about it, and then he told us about it, and then well, how did we kill him? And then it, Professor X does the wah 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 wah, and shows him how Black Bolt blew his fucking love brain. Love seeing that. I love it. I threw that shit. out there. Also, cool. and, and we didn't touch on this, but like I, I know Tim's probably gonna want to say some words. The music for when Professor X comes out. I was perfect. So good. Like it's it's so, so perfect, and and I, I was saying this a little earlier, but it's like I I love the idea that this could be the story of X Men '97 we get next year, or hopefully, uh, and using this universe as the the jump off point. But I think that this entire scene was set up perfectly, like doing the whole flashback to Titan, seeing what went down, like that this that they're strange, like wasn't a bad guy, but he definitely went about things the wrong way, and that they had to kill him for that, and they kind of made him do the sacrifice that that Tony had to, that he kind of made Tony do in our universe. So, very, very cool stuff. Great use of the multiverse. Um, and so, yeah, they're all arguing, and then by this point, uh, Wanda had already come back, and she'd already taken over the, or I'm sorry, Scarlet Witch had already come back and taken over Wanda. And so now, she's making her assault, and then you start hearing the booms and the pows or whatever, and he's like, ah, oh, she's here. And they're like, don't worry about her, you're fine. And then everybody breaks away except for Xavier and uh, Morda, who hang out with uh, Doctor Strange there. And then, you know, Wanda keeps advancing, and then she just fucking kills all these goddamn superheroes in a really cool scene. When she fucking takes away Black Bolt's mouth, and then he blows up the back of his own head awesome unreal cool. so fucking cool right cool. it's such a the boys level violent mm-hmm. no you know what it reminded me of this is a weird pull but do you remember in Mission Impossible I think it was 4 when uh, Carrie Washington not Carrie Washington um, shit remember the beginning she has the, bullet, the thing in her hand she goes and then her eyeball just goes kind of oh like, yeah, right yeah. fuck that's um, nuts it's, I'm, I'm very impressed by the lack of gore, but the amount of violence you feel, because it's like the the biggest thing is Black Bolt, like the back of his head blowing out, and one I'm going. But for the rest of it, like you, we don't see any of the consequences. I guess uh, Mr. Fantastic's head kind of pops. Head pops like a fucking balloon. <laughs> it's, it's a balloon. It's not something that like you know. It, it's not violence and gore that would push this over the PG-13 rating that I'm, I assume it has. Um, and I feel like they could have gone that route, but not going that route and, and having like all the oil spilled on her was enough to, I feel like, make it feel like the violence was real. Yeah. And I was, I think that's really cool. 
I wouldn't be surprised though if they had to go in there and and like like digitally alter some of the stuff on her face I, to be darker because that like I bet that was she was supposed to be like covered in blood. No, that was all the robots. Yeah, yeah, it was one of the Ultron's cheeks. Oh, was it? Okay. But it was yeah. supposed to make us think of blood. Yeah, but yeah. Sam Raimi did this expertly, like to Kevin's mm-hmm. point of it. It's like he pushed the PG-13 and made it feel rated R, and in some ways not seeing the things made it even scarier and feel more brutal. Like Captain mm-hmm. Carter getting the, the shield through her, like that was way cooler than actually seeing it cut her in half, you know? Like it was effective as all hell. And also, like, what are we, Reed Richards, what are we doing with these robots? They're still working on oil? What's going on here, Doug? I mean, come on. It could be Maybe it's water. Maybe it's cold. Uh, well, no, I mean, you, you need that. <laughs> All the robots had fucking Diet Cokes. <laughs> that's what runs through their bodies. That's what keeps them living. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so he kills all the, she kills all those people and all the awesome boys we talked about. Uh, the Captain Marvel gets crushed by the giant pillar or whatever after she like gets her face mask peeled off or whatever, which is cool. And just some awesome shit. And so then, you know, meanwhile, uh, we're back there and Mordo and Strange start fighting and Xavier goes out front, right? And he's like, hey, what's up? And he goes inside of uh, her head to stop her and he finds Wanda in there under a bunch of rubble and tries to get her out. But then the, the red mist comes in and then just snaps his fucking neck oh, all cool. God. Oh, oh my God. Chair. Yeah. So cool. I, the red so smoke come in was awesome as hell. Such a cool visual and it's silent, and I'm scared as all fuck, because I know some ugly-ass shit's going to pop up, and turns out, like, even demon-looking Wanda, like, you know, any day, I'd risk it all. We're still going to risk Damn, it all. Okay. Still this shit Bye. was so dope, because using Professor X, obviously, as the big daddy of them all, like, here's a bunch of cool cameos and cool people that we're excited to see, but Professor X, especially uh, Patrick Stewart's Professor X, means so much to all of us in superhero movies mm-hmm. and XYZ. You get it. But, like, the idea of seeing the waves come out of his head, him going in, the white uh, background, all that stuff, it just all felt so right. The little cave situation, like, being, like, an allegory, all that stuff, I think just really works for the world that this movie set up the tv next to the rubble like playing the wandavision uh intros that that was a really good touch but before all of it having professor x say to dr strange after them having just told him that strange you're the biggest problem in the fucking multiverse like we got to keep an eye on you him being like hey things go bad get america like i love that there's this like level of professor x a guy that we no matter what the multiverse is we trust as making the right call Trust this strange. He, this strange is our hero, and I think that's really damn cool. And so uh, all that happens, and then, yeah, Doctor Strange has run off at this point to be with Christine to try to get out of America, who accidentally tapped into her powers, punching the wall. She's like, oh, hold on a second. Um, and I guess, yeah, it's when Xavier goes in her head, Wanda was in the room, and that's when he, she comes out of it. Uh, they're gone. Uh, they've escaped through the tunnels underneath the thing, and there's a bunch of water around them on the other side of it, so it's like scary tunnel thing. And then, yeah, Scarlet Witch is behind them, walking like a fucking Terminator, walking like zombie uh, Scarlet Witch from the What If series. Fucking awesome. And she's giving chase, and, you know, Strange is doing what he can to stop her, but she's throwing other shit and trying to stop them. And then eventually they get to the doorway they need to go through or whatever. Oh, yeah, the doorway, that's the doorway into the other thing. They put a, oh, he tells Wanda to hold her breath, right? He puts her in a ball and then, like, collapses the water on her or some shit. And then uh, he gets to the blast door. What? I'd love if there was just, like, an an extra door next to the blast door. So I just walked walked around it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, they open up the door with his watch because you know in every uh, every universe him and Christine can't make it work and but they, they still mean a lot to each other. Uh, yeah, so I they, feel like that was so stupid where he's like, uh, it, like it's it's magic that like only I would know and he opens up the eye 
and it's like, oh, we're going to see some interesting stuff. And it looks like it just kind of tries to, like, open it. And then it's like, then what's her face? Is like, Christine is like, hey, uh, I I think the watch fits. And he's it, was like, like, it, it was like the dagger in a Star Wars. Yeah, like, yeah. Ah, is this if I stay on this exact spot? On <laughs> what is the eye do now that it doesn't? I thought the eye was the whole point of the eye was to to hold the the time stone. It was. So what does it do now? Does it just keep like loose change and shit in there? It's like, like a Fitbit. It's a Fitbit. Oh, okay. Yeah. There was Tracks some random. Steps. There was something inside it that was helping him unlock the door, but didn't work. So. Yeah, it's kind of useless. Yeah. They get the door open, they go through, and they all have a little, oh, jump down, whoa, whoa, they all jump down into, like, zero gravity, right? And there's the book they need, and, like, this book will solve everything. Hooray for books. And they get it, and they open it, and then, boom, guess what? Scarlet Witch is there, and she fucking shoots some shit, and she the book burns, and everybody's like, oh, no! They the fucking door behind you. Why the fuck do you yeah. the door open behind yeah, that you? And then blow it up. And then blow it up. No one can yeah. get here. Yeah, it'll. You guys are better superheroes than Doctor Strange and Christine Palmer. Congratulations! Yeah, so. And so I thought. I just thought that, like, by the way, I thought the way it was going to play out was that like, he couldn't touch the book. Like they were going to fight, and then and then America was going to touch it, and it was going to tell her how to beat Scarlet, which was to give, which was to give her what she wanted. I thought that's what it was going to be, and like, learn, I don't know. But it didn't work out that way. They just destroyed it. No, oh, yeah, the book just gets destroyed. I did think it was cool interesting how much the the. Uh, the Dark Hold is clearly connected to Scarlet Witch, like with the altar that she has, like whatever the first sorcerer or demon I think they called it was probably saw visions of her and like created after her. And the book, though they open it for a moment and you see a big star, so it's like, was that to imply that? Um, America. America is like the antithesis of maybe. That's interesting. I yeah. I, I didn't notice yeah. the the star thing, so I, I don't know about oh, yeah. that. But I do think it there's a lot with the with the dark old stuff that you're you're touching on here, where mm-hmm. the the monsters we see, like those demony creatures that are kind of like guarding at the top of the mm-hmm. thing, like they yeah. mention in this that they're like the the guardians of Kathan or whatever, C H T H O N, which mm-hmm. is the creator of the dark hold, all that stuff. So that does tie in to itself, but what I think is interesting is uh, how, and we'll talk about it when we get there a bit more, but I'm a little confused about how the Darkhold works, where how did it get destroyed in every universe? Like, they said that there's a different one in every universe, even this universe, this was a copy, so there's multiple ones, but I don't really understand how they're all destroyed, and if they are all destroyed, uh, but I mean, how did she, like, how would she do that? She used the Darkhold to send a destruction spell or whatever to every Darkhold that was in the multiverse? Yeah, magic. It's, it's, right. it's the Harry Potter way. Here's a spell. Right. Oh. Yeah, that's kind of lame. But what I do think is cool about it is the last time we saw the Darkhold, uh, besides Wanda kind of using it for the multiple stuff, wasn't that what, like, the, because of its power, where why Agatha is locked in the Westview mindset, right? So now it's destroyed. Is Agatha released from that now? I hope so. Cause I, I, I have to rewatch the, the end of WandaVision to understand. Agreed. Um, so yeah, that's happened. Pops, it pops off, and then uh, the does America open one by accident, and Strange gets thrown through it. Strange Christine gets thrown through it, and then uh, Scarlet Witch grabs uh, America before she can go through it or doesn't go through it or whatever, and then she takes her back to the altar because she's gonna suck out her juice and make it so she can go do her thing. And then Christine and Doctor Strange end up in a fucked up uh, collapsed universe where, again, we'd already had it explained to us, right? That what do they call it, Tim? When they collapse on incursions, incursions. Uh, so we're here for a, you know this didn't go well or whatever. Oh shit! 
So they wander around and they eventually find uh, the Sanctum and there's a Doctor Strange up to the top and they're like, okay, you stay out here, Christine. We shouldn't go in here together. And then Doctor Strange goes in there and he finds himself and he's like, hey, Doctor Strange. And he's like, hey, Doctor Strange. He's like, how'd you get here? And he's like, oh, I'm fighting this shit over there. And oh, yeah, well, and he's like, oh, he's like, oh man, you used the dark hole. He's like, yeah, I had to, man. No, I had no fucking choice. And Doctor Strange's like, well, that's fucked up. Can I just use it for a second? And he's like, no, didn't you just hear me? Like, it's bad news bears to use the dark hole. He's like, yeah, but I really, I'm, we're kind of out of fucking options here. Like, and I mean, like, look at this. Like, this is. <laughs> He's like, I see that, but I can do it and not do that, I bet. And he's like, I don't know, man. I was the same way. And he's like, well, how do I know you're you? And he's like, well, remember our sister died? And I'm like, oof, is this just... Where yeah, this is, in, in every multiverse, we, this happens? Or in this multiverse, uh-huh. we just happen? And he's like, all right, whatever. Yeah, sure. I didn't like that either because I, I thought the same thing. Like, time what do you mean? I don't have a sister. Or yeah, exactly. I, I have yeah. a brother or, you know. I had a cat. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, and it's like, well, you know, whatever, and that's how it's gonna be. That's music fight. Ding, 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 boom, 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 ding, 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 ding. And it's like that scene of the mask where he's playing the piano. I thought it was that's fun, but fun. I wish it was better. I thought it was entertaining, and I just thought it was nonsensical, but I, it was entertaining. So fun, but just wish it was motivated. Uh, and so they do that, and they fight for a while, and congratulations, everybody. And then uh, eventually, what happens? He throws him into the, the hole or some shit, right? Doesn't, what does he do? No, I forgot. Yeah, he, he kicks him out of the window, window and, and then he grabs him. Oh, right, right, right. We he see the third eye. Him. We see the third eye pop up. But I yeah, do I love that. I, I, I did love that initial sort of line by him of like, you ever have that dream where you're getting kicked off a yeah. fucking cliff right, or whatever? Yeah. Like, that's probably, like... I that's such a cool little line to say, and then that's kind of how he dies, falls off. Well, it, also the concept of this, like this Doctor Strange losing it and just going to other multiverses, offing other Doctor Stranges is, is yeah, it's Go a on. lot. Uh, so now we've got the Dark Hole. Um, we got a dream walk to get over there to save America. Uh, Christine's like, how are you going to do that? There's not a Doctor Strange over there. He's like, not one that's alive. And they're like, oh, I'm cool, really like, no. hey. yeah, There's like, our, our theater seems split in terms of energy of if this is awesome or if this is stupid. And I was very much like, this is cool. Like, this is, again, hokey and weird, but I like it and I'm entertained and I'm having fun with it. Like. Whatever, a zombie Doctor Strange? Sure, why not? All right. So he, he pops up, and then he's sling-ringing it up with his rigor mortis arm. I just hated the prosthetics. Yeah, it yeah, looked I a like, little dumb, yeah. It, there was, like, obviously a, a, com- like, um, a combination of CG for the, the missing part of the mouth. Yeah. Um, but the, the prosthetics looked just kind of cheap, and I, I was hoping that maybe they just uh, – I, I never feel this way, but I feel like in this situation it may have been better to just have a full CG – Mm-hmm. zombified kind mm-hmm. of strange. It, just, it looks kind of off to me. Yeah. This I like is it. rad. I, I like think it. it's so rad. This is Doctor Strange. Like, this is, like, them at their best, where it's, like, the first movie they did the Time Stone stuff and the whole alley fight was sick as hell. This is that moment for me of this one, where I'm like, yo, they, they're committing, and they set up all the rules, and this works, and it's hokey, and it's fucking weird, and but, we- hey, thank God Sam Raimi directed this movie, because it wouldn't exist otherwise, and I think it's a damn fun time. Protecting from the little demons. Yeah. Well, I think it's fun that, like, they set up the rules, and, like, he immediately breaks this rule of, like, not using dead bodies. And I know that they didn't set that up 100%, but, like, the setup for it made sense. And having these Mm -hmm. demons come out, him freak out and lose his shit and really get taken, and that's when Christine 
brings him back from it, and also uses the weapon that he pulled up against. Um, you don't know how that works, too. He's like, you don't know how yeah. that works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like how we got that little bit of a payoff. Yeah. And I like Christine's performance. I like uh, uh, Mike McAdams' performance here. She's like, aren't you the fucking, like, master of, mm-hmm. of what all, whatever Bryce. she says? to say, like, do you fucking tell them what's up? And he's like, yeah, you're right. I'll tell them what's up. And then, they, and then I like that they form his cape. Like, they Incredibly fucking cool. Yeah. Super cool. And also, just a little, like... A little nod to the old school like voices from Evil Dead and like the the little uh, the hands from Army of Darkness that grab me. Yeah. They have that that high pitched well, imp- annoying kind of, impish yeah. kind of thing. That was very much a, a little a little nod to old Sam Raimi. And I do love like we talked about and then I think in the past episode of Doctor Strange rewatched him talked about the color psychology of all of the MCU and the the science behind it all and everything having its own sort of color scheme. And I just love that whatever this pure death version is is just all black and yep. he's got the fucking black like uh cape that's made out of them now and he's using them like i, I just think all of the sequences it should not i should not have enjoyed it based on like my prior tastes in movies but i thought all of this was badass agree 100 percent um, and you covered it all. The thing goes off. I thought, I, again, I, go back to hell or whatever she says. Oh, Wong's on the cliff also. Yeah, 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 of course. Wong who can't die. Don't worry about it. Anyway, so that's all happening. Like, that's happening. And she doesn't think, oh, that's how you. Uh, and then zombie's there. Zombie gets there. Uh, yeah, taking control of the cape men. The thing we already talked about, like, hours ago now, but where Wong is like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Y'all don't even want to know. Strange. So I was like, that was, that was fucking dope or whatever. And so... Uh, they get up there, they get America free, and, she, and this is where, or well, actually, they know, she's down still, right? And, and, and Zombie Strange like, just believe in yourself, it's fine, just, you know, like, oh, thanks, I never fucking thought to believe in myself, that's, alright, cool, whatever. I think, I think the Sorry. laughter was the, the fact that it was a zombie face in the theater, like, Me too. I think the better choice would have been just cut back to normal Strange with his eyes closed going, you have to, like, yeah. because I don't hate the concept, I mm-hmm. love the idea of him being like, Everywhere you've accidentally portaled us to, it's been where we need to be and where we need to go. I love that as a concept. It's mm-hmm. straightforward. It makes sense, and I think it, it, I don't know. It just, it just works for me. Yeah. I think the fact that it was, you know, silly looking Doctor Strange with a mouth that is half missing and it isn't deforming really well when you're doing the mouth animations, it looks goofy as hell. Hmm. I, I think one thing that I want to bring up is like the, the thematicness of. Or the her coming out. I'm um, sorry, uh, Wanda coming America. out, yeah. and no, 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 Wanda coming out and calling him a hypocrite for the dream, yeah, dream walking, yeah, um, and like the the theme of like you're allowed to make these choices. And you're the hero, and you're the hero, and like now there's like that full circle that he is doing pretty much what she is doing in the sense that like Wong's like you got to kill her. And we already saw the other Doctor Strange try to kill her, and it's like, granted, this is where he deviates and proves that he's, like, a good version yeah. of it. But, it, like, all of the stuff that's going on, I think, really does build up to, like, hey, she just wanted something. She wasn't trying to do violence with it, but that was the only route she had. And in the grand scheme of the multiverse, it's one of those things that, like, a couple deaths don't matter, right? The calculus, and, yeah. Yeah. And, I don't know. I like that. I like the thematic, like, the ongoing themes in this movie, I think I really dig. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, America believes in herself, and she'll give uh, Wanda what she wants. So she punches the world and pushes her through into the ice cream kid's room. And they're like, Wah! 
<laughs> and Wanda Maximoff's like, oh, my God, get out of here, witch. She's like, hey, oh, fuck you, and throws her around like fucking the emperor. And then she's like, boys, I love you. And like, stay the fuck away from us, you psycho lady. And she's like, hey, yeah, don't hurt us. I would never hurt you. You're a monster. I'm not a monster. And she realizes she is the monster, of course, as she looks at Wanda Maximoff take care of her children. It's like, oh, no, what have I become? Oh, no. Exactly, Greg. If you're an audio listener, I'm walking around with my mouth again. Thought this was done better in Into the Spider Verse, where Kingpin's entire multiverse family saw that he was a piece of shit. Uh, but oh, I totally disagree. You're allowed to, but you have something drawn in your face. Start the fucking with you. It's got two eyebrows, which doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna kill Andy with a button. Uh, yeah. uh, and so, good yeah, there. That's a good callback. Thank you, Nick. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, so she sees it. And she's like, "Fuck, this sucks." All right, sorry. Peace, everybody. I'll go back through the hole. She goes back through the hole, and she's like, "All right, you know what, guys? I fucked all this up. I'm gonna collapse everything upon myself. I was wrong." I'm you know what? I overreacted. Yeah, you know what? It turns out vision was right before, and I should have listened to him again. And I forgot him. We all been trapped. Listen, so, yeah. nothing I could say right now is gonna make up for this. I'm just gonna agree. Just agree. John Hammer from What Hot America's Ever. <laughs> and so yeah she's like everybody get out of here I'm gonna collapse this shit on myself and then uh, Doc Strange is like alright peace and he gets out of the zombie and he's Rachel May I was like what's up and he's like America figured it out she believes in herself she's gonna come get us in a second like okay cool and America and Wong they get out of there and then the thing collapses and there's like a little, little red fart or whatever she dies and just crush 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 and is then she uh, or is she like blooping somewhere else yeah, I yeah. think she's dead, but it's open to interpretation. Kev, we'll yeah. see in the next ten years of the MCU if uh, Scar- this Scarlet Witch shows back up. Tim, what do you think? There are there are so so many where there's smokes, Greg. Where there's smokes, there's fires. There's fires. Um, and if, there's if so much. Like mm-hmm. There's so much uh, evidence out there that there's going to be a Scarlet Witch movie. So I imagine that it's going to be our Wanda, but with multiverse shenanigans, anything's possible. I do think it's going to be. Six one six Wanda though. When they tossed Wong, when they tossed Wong down and it looked like he died, and but it went into the fog or whatever. The first thing I was like, well, I don't believe anything until I see a body. So it's the same thing here, right? That yeah, yeah she could mm-hmm. easily blink herself somewhere else. Um, oh shit, I had a thought. It's gone. I don't know why. Yeah, well, but when it comes back, you let me know. Okay. Back in the uh, old uh, Doctor Strange fucked up universe, while they wait for America to get there, uh, Doctor Strange's like, "Listen, Christine, by the way, I love you, and I've always loved you, and kind of shit, and whatever. Like, it was just, yeah, you know, right. I love you." And she's like, "I hear you, man. It's cool, but like, we're not. It just doesn't. You don't. You know, it's not gonna happen. Like, you know, I love. I like, love you I, in every I, universe. I, I love that line. Yeah, that was cool. Uh, yeah. I, I remembered what I was going to say. There is limitations now to bringing other people f- from different universes into our universe because now we know that that could lead to an incursion, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, if, if they do that, like, they have to deal with that as a consequences? consequence? I mean, I imagine that's going to be what the post credit scenes teasing, right, mm-hmm. of them dealing with all that with mm-hmm. Clea. Mm-hmm. We're not there yet, though, Chief. So it's that that all happens. Congratulations. Uh, they come and get America. Comes and get them. Get, get them. Puts everybody back. And then uh, back at Comertage, America's training uh, to be a little wizard. And uh, you know, Wong and Doctor Strange see that and they're like, "That's cool." And she's a lot like you, man. He's like, "Ha ha, man." And then Doctor Strange bows, and Wong's like, "Thanks for bowing." 
And then our friend's like, I'm going back to New York. I'm going to finally be happy because I asked everybody if you're happy. And I asked if you're happy. Are you happy? And he's like, I'm happy as happy as can be. And I'm like, okay, cool. So he goes back to New York and he's like, cool, now I'm happy. We walk on the street. And he walks out and two girls are like, oh, man, it's Dr. Fucking Strange. We're about to die. You the wig looks even worse somehow. You see people in real life. That's bad. You see people in real world. We die. That's what happens. And like, the girl next to me, there's no way you're going to die. And Strange's like, ah! And he starts fucking screaming in the crosswalk. Everybody's like, oh, my God, we're about to die. And then what happens? Fucking third eye blinks open. Disgusting. I hate so it. gross. I, I hate, hate it. it. It's like that old movie, the old one, the, the old horror movie you'd watch as a kid, where the kids' parents went out of town, and then they did a similar thing with the dark hole, and then there was an eye in the kid's hand, and they had to stab it with a piece mm. of glass. Oh, that always fucked me up. Oh, that fucked me up. Yeah. But then it's credits, and we get some credits, and congratulations. Like, man, I, they left Doctor Strange in quite the predicament. Can't wait to see, you know, what will happen next. And then what happens? He's back in the street. He's bopping around, bebopping around like a little brown. We're like, oh, fuck, you got to control this. That's pretty cool. And then what happens? Bam, Charlize Theron pops in. She's like, Dominic Toretto has gone mad. You, know, you got to fucking come help me get this. And she goes, Ow! and cuts up the fucking green screen. And then you look in, it looks like Dormammu's universe out there. There's yeah. been an incursion. Are you want, do you want to come help me? And Doc Strange is like, boop, boop, guess what? I don't fucking care about anything. Yeah, let's go. I don't need to go to the bathroom or anything. Let's just go do it right now. And then they pop through and boop, boop. And then she's like, you don't need a crack. Credit. You don't, you don't got to, like, you pull the trees or nothing. He's like, no, nah, yeah, like, I'm I in for the long I can brush my teeth whenever I want to. There will be a CBS in the fucking dark. <laughs> what, what are they called? The dark dimension. Dark, dark dimension. In this, in this dimension, we only have Dwayne Reed. Yeah, what do you got? Oh. Oh, it's, just, it's, it's interesting the distinction of dimensions versus uh, universes versus, you know, where it's like the dark dimension. Is that a, a different universe? Because it was. It kind of sounded like the dark dimension was another universe that was totally engulfed by Dormammu, right? Yeah, they talk about how it has like time doesn't like matter there. Or all. Yeah. it's like totally removed from the multiverse. But I think he can't travel between universes, right? That's that's why America's powers are so unique. So it's one of those things that like so that can't be a different universe. So does a un- a universe have multiple dimensions in it? It's a place where dimensions don't exist, kind of. Dimensions don't exist. Everybody knows your name. I'm just off Charlie Stern didn't have this bowl cut. Like, come on. <laughs> come on, guys. Show some courage. Wow. No, Kev, I think it's one of those things like the um, Citadel at the end of Loki and even the, where the Book of uh, Vashanti was in this, where it's like the space between multiverse stuff. Like, I think the dark dimension is is more that as opposed to a universe of a multiverse itself. Mm. I love how many questions are brought up, is what I'm saying. Good song. I love the way that this movie kind of ends, where it's like, it wraps everything up. I do think it works like a standalone thing, and I think it works really well as kind of the end of stories that have been built up for the last couple movies, and and WandaVision in particular. And I love that they end it with him immediately getting the ramifications for the choices he made in this, of using the Darkhold, getting that third eye, where it's like, oh shit, like, they're not just going to let him get off scot-free. He's not, oh, he's the good guy, so he gets to do whatever he wants and figure it out, like to Kevin's point about building up the themes that they kind of worked with this of Wanda does it, and, you know, she's a villain, he does it, he's the hero. But this is like, no, it is corrupting him too. And uh, getting that post-credit scene, like, I love that it reminds me of phase one and two post-credit scenes in MCU where it's like, oh, we're building a brand new story right now. Like, this is not a familiar character coming back. It's somebody new and um, for – comic people it's like Clea being Doctor Strange's wife in the future and like she is becomes his apprentice in uh most of the storylines and stuff that's cool but she's the niece of Dormammu 
which is really interesting, especially because in the, the MCU always kind of changes and adapts. I can see the resemblance. The resemblance, yeah. Well, the, the eye makeup, right, and stuff like, then her look kind of looks like Casilius and all them from mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. from the last movie. That's but cool. um, I I'm standing by the my theory that I think that Dormammu is going to be a variant of Doctor Strange, and that I don't know if this Klee is going to end up with Doctor Strange because of that. All the way, 20 years. What's up, Andy? What would you do, Tim? You're sitting in the theater. You're like, wow, what a movie. What a movie we just watched. Wait for the post-credit scene or mid-credit scene or whatever. And it's Doctor Strange. He's bopping around like D-Lo Brown on the street. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then you just see a hand on his shoulder. A hand on his shoulder, and you just hear, <clears throat> what would you do? <laughs> what would you do if Tom Hardy managed to fucking get in this movie? He figured it out. Like, how did he get in here? Let's do a thing I like to call. And then you get the Bruce Campbell and then credit scene. Yeah, it's over, which is a fun throwaway one. Yeah, very Spider-Man Homecoming. Um, All right, haiku in review time. Seven syllables in the middle. You'll need five for the first and last line. If it's not poetic, don't need to fret it. Haikus don't need to rhyme. Haiku. In review. Haiku in review. I'm going to be honest. I don't think we have ever gotten this many haikus, so I'm not going to be able to read them all. But you can go Whoa. to patreon.com slash kind of funny to write wow. your reviews in haiku forms. But we got we got some gold today, boys. Uh, let me tell you that. Where do I want to start? Um... I want to start with one that I, I read earlier, and I'm like, oh, this is damn good. Tracking Shot Sam writes in and says, it's a multi-part haiku, so strap in. Halloween in May, double-double toil trouble. Let her go, you witch. Wanda lacks children, Illuminati no more. Don't read the Darkhold. Strange reads the Darkhold. He's really a hypocrite. This film lacks vision. Ah, wow. Oh, that's good. I like that a lot. Uh, Loren says, Sam Raimi slasher, Scarlet did an Omni-Man. Wanda. Is she dead? Excellent oh, question. He's doing Good on me, man, Paul. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Joe Merton says, so worried for Sam. You don't go full Raimi, right? Yes. <laughs> go full Raimi. <laughs> um, and then we got, who did this one? This long son of a bitch here. Goddamn long fucking shit. Uh, it's so long I can't even scroll to see the name. This is not fun. Okay. Uh, the shorter one, Joel Spodato says, this movie's weird, but Scarlet Witch is top tiered. Monster, mother, beard. Ooh. Nice. Doesn't have to nice. rhyme, but I appreciate the rhymes. It does, uh, you love it. Mm-hmm. Jesus, I, I. Someone just writing an essay or one? Yeah, they, they, this is a haiku that, like, you know, sometimes you get ones that are like four or Multi-tier? five. Multi-tier. I think yeah. has like twelve haikus in one. If you, um, if you send me the link, I can format it better so you can see stuff. No, it's fine. I'm 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 gonna read this one. I'm gonna read this long, long one from Robbie Rock to, to close out haiku and review. <laughs> Strap in, everybody. Endless pre-run ads. You're welcome to AMC seven fucking times. Very solid point. Cheering fills the room. Marvel Studios pages. Strange fills the title. Spanish fills the air. Ponytail and blue spells. It's just a flesh wound. Girl screams. Open portal. Flying through the multiverse. End at six one six. Are you happy, Strange? Finally, ask how are you. Lie and say you're fine. Sweet jump of railing. Find a large calamari. Dinner <laughs> wedding. America Chavez jumping through the multiverse. She's all alone. 
How are you, Wanda? You appear off your rocker. Shit. Back to the Taj. Shout <laughs> <laughs> out to you for using those syllables. Yeah. Uh, everyone bows. Choose your next words carefully. Well, shit. That went well. Everyone dies. America's scared. Time to jump again. In a green New York, guy will be punching for weeks. Sad. Sad memories. Also, white trees. The, the white trees in New York look cool. They did let go. Also, uh, we're, we have, we're down to our final six haikus wait, hold, hold on, really quick. I just want to point this out because this is great. In the chat, Robbie Rob says, Robbie Rob did the really long one. And it, I like that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Wanda wants her kids. Her dream walking fails hard. Wong takes her to the throne. Strangers rough. Strangers roofied hard. Wake yeah. up in collector cage. Christine is there too. Cameos in delight. Everyone just had to die. All such gruesome deaths. Stranger Christine, soaring through the multiverse. Strange, Saruman, strange. Time to dreamwalk again, this time with a dead body. Makes you go, Nick, give me a what if. What if? Thank, thank you. Uh, Wanda in strange fight. Coolest use of dark magic. Don't take her power. Wanda fights Wanda. Kids call her an evil witch. Her kids will be loved. We come to an end. The movie was not a miss, but I have to piss. That is all true. <laughs> in the future, Robbie Rob. Let's go shorter. Let's go shorter. It doesn't have to rhyme. It doesn't have to rhyme, but it should be shorter, I will say. <laughs> uh, let's do Ragu Bagu, everybody. Do 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 Ragu. Do 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 Bagu. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Rag Guys Talk. Bad Guys, the podcast within a podcast where we rank all the villains of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. As you know, recently. In the last few years, we've put it into tears now for the 44 villains we currently have, 45 as we add Scarlet Witch to the mix. Uh, so we'll start the bidding with this. Andy Cortez, what tier of villain is Scarlet Witch? A. Kevin. A. Tim. A. Nick. A. <laughs> I would have said S tier. Again, like I, I think she's a very entertaining villain, and I think she's cool. But the A's have it, so we're into the A's, which means she will now be somewhere between seven and fourteen. Right, that's how math works. But right at number seven, we have He Who Remains slash the TVA from Loki. Number eight, uh, Wanda and Agatha uh, from uh, WandaVision. Uh, number nine, Loki from Avengers. Number ten, Daddy Owen Razorfist from Shang-Chi. <laughs> number eleven, uh, Hela and Grandmaster from Thor Ragnarok. Number twelve, Ego from Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. And number thirteen, Mysterio from Far From Home. Where do you guys want to rank Wanda, I'm sorry, aka the Scarlet Witch? Tim, we'll start the bidding with you. Looking at this list uh, now and like know, knowing what we just said, I actually would lobby that it is the bottom of S2. Thank you very I much for coming to my side of the argument. I think that it is uh, it's above He Who Remains in Loki. I don't think it's perfect. I think that uh, especially towards the end, like the her, is she alive, is she dead at the end, it's kind of a little bit of a weak moment. Um, and some of the motivations and stuff don't seem fully in line with uh, how we've seen Wanda before. But I think that the commitment to her just being this fucking villain, the power levels shown in the MCU here of her defeating everyone we've ever known to be powerful, including a Captain Marvel variant, um, I thought it was really badass. It was actually scary. And her plan was simple. It made sense. And I think for as ridiculous as this movie is, Wanda was definitely a highlight. So I would go bottom of best here at number seven. Will anyone come and join us? We need one between uh, Andy and Kevin. You have my sword. Thank you, Andy. Fuck you, Kevin. Fuck you, Nick. I hope you choke on it tonight. <laughs> choke on what? Dinner. I don't know. Yeah. Your words. Okay. Well, That's okay. Here, yeah. So I, then, 
What was that, Kevin? What do you I mean? was going to say, well, what is the bottom of... of uh, Currently, your S-tier villains look like this. Number one, Thanos from Infinity War. Number two, the Vulture from Spider-Man Homecoming. Number three, Michael B. Jordan from Black Panther. Number four, Bacon Guy, a.k.a. Zemo from Captain America Civil War. Number five, Thanos from Endgame. Number six, Gobby and crew from Spider-Man No Way Home. I would say it's a... You know what? I'd go above Gobby and crew, below Thanos at number six. I, I would go that. below Gobby and crew and put her at number seven. I would also Kevin, put her at number say? seven. All right. So we have one, six, two, sevens. Nick, where would you put her? I, mean, I would have put her way lower than that. I would have put her probably at the bottom of, of the eighth year underneath uh, Mysterio from Far From Home. Okay. I, feel like, I feel like the, the motivations here for me were just not, were just kind of obvious, and I thought, felt like the resolution of her, like the second she said, I'm going to take over this most universe, I'm like, I know how this is going to end. She's going to confront herself. The kids are going to disappear. She's going to realize she's a monster, and that's going to be it. But maybe that's just because I'm fucking smarter than the rest uh, of you guys. Yeah, Reed Richards. He's not Reed Richards. Exactly. Yeah, what a sad movie. Tim, where would you put her? <laughs> I, I go number seven. I think that uh, all the issues I have with her are very similar to the ones I have with the No Way Home villains, where some of the, there's some weird things and some moments I don't love, but I think overall that movie had way more to tackle uh, to to work, and they, what they accomplished was incredibly powerful. With this, it's like, oh, man, they just committed to a really cool thing. So I want to give them credit, but I think it's less than that. Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. For Ragu Bagu, Scarlet Witch enters at number seven, rounding out the S tier. Congratulations to you, Elizabeth Olsen. Andy will mm-hmm. deliver your trophy soon. Mm-hmm. Oh. Same birthday. At, now, our, at our birthday party. Born, same birthday. Joint birthday. It is time to rank the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's getting a little unruly, everybody. At number one, we have Endgame. Number two, Infinity War. Number three, No Way Home. Number four, Homecoming. Number five, Civil War. Number six, Ragnarok. Number seven, Winter Soldier. Number eight, Guardians 2. Number nine, Loki. Number 10, WandaVision. Number 11, Avengers. 12, Guardians of the Galaxy 1. 13, Shang-Chi. 14, Iron Man. 15, Far From Home. 16, Black Panther. 17, Doctor Strange. 18, Hawkeye. 19, Falcon and Bucky. 20, Captain Marvel. 21, Ant-Man and the Wasp. 22, Ant-Man. 23, Black Widow. 24, Iron Man 2. 25, Age of Ultron. 26, First Avenger. 27, Iron Man 3. 28, Eternals. 29, What If? 30, Hulk. 31, Thor. 32, Thor. Dark World. Who wants to start the voting process? Kevin Coelho. Uh, I've been thinking about this a lot, because walking out of the first time, I thought I knew where it was going, and then watching it the second time... Forget everything it, you know. It Forget moved everything it up, you It know. moved it up a solid, like, six spots, and, and the place I put it is uh, number 13, above Shang-Chi and underneath uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. I'll only hear Nick with... Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Go ahead, Andy. I, um... I'm close to Kevin. I would put this yeah, above Iron Man, below Shang-Chi, at number 14. Nick, oh, I, you go for it, Nick? No, no, I, I, don't, I don't have one yet. I'm, I'm just kind oh, of looking sorry, at the list, trying to figure out what it's like. Go ahead, Tim. Um, I would say, I'm, similar to Kev, I've uh, kind of had to think about this a lot, seeing it twice, of like where it kind of falls and stuff. And I, I think I go back and forth a lot. Um, but I think we're talking about one of these movies that I enjoy a lot. I'm going to enjoy rewatching this a lot uh, in the future. Um, but I think that that rewatchability is just one factor that matters a lot to me. I know that's it's 
much more of a priority for Andy. Uh, but I think in terms of quality of movie and certain decisions and all that stuff, I, I would put this under the first Doctor Strange, yeah. above Hawkeye, at number 18. And I think uh, looking at this list, Tim, I think that's spot on, because I can't, I can't in good, in good uh, faith uh, rank this above the first Doctor Strange, and that was just so much more fun and, and creative and, and unique. This one, a lot of a lot of good stuff in this, but also a lot of questionable decisions, and I just think it was kind of sloppy and a mess all over the place, not in a fun way. So I put it right at above, at 18 above Hawkeye as well. Uh, I'm right there with uh, Nick and Tim. I actually would have put it below Hawkeye. I would have put it number 19 below Hawkeye above Falcon and Bucky. So there you go. Right, at 19. Um, my third eye is not working right now, so I'm going to make us do the voting thing so I can see where this lands. Um, <laughs> Who thinks it's better than Falcon and the Winter Soldier at 19? Raise your hands. All of us do. Who thinks that it's better than Hawkeye? Raise your hand. Uh, who thinks it's Everybody better? Everybody but Greg. Yeah, everyone but Greg. Who thinks it's better than Doctor Strange 1? So there we go. Okay, that's where it ends up then. It ends up at number 18. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, right underneath Doctor Strange and above Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, we're going to return next week to this show, MCU in Review, with Woo! Moon Knight to see where that ranks. And then later that week, we're also going to return to Jurassic in, or- in Review with Jurassic World. Uh, stay tuned. We've got a whole bunch of fun stuff coming on in Review and on Screencast. Um, uh, yeah, stay tuned. There's some cool stuff coming, some embargoed reviews that I can't talk about yet, but it's going to be really exciting on screencast. Greg Miller, what do you got? What's the laugh about? I'm going through and, uh, like, making all the – I'm trying to clean up Ragu Bagu or whatever. Mm-hmm. For number 29, top of the D-list villains, the vision from Solo. Mm-hmm. Is that the movie Solo? Yeah, that, we ranked okay. all that means. Before we had Star Wars in review, we put yeah, that yeah. hate mountain. We, okay. we, we need to cut those out. We need to cut those off. out, yeah. Kevin, these are the sacred texts. Once it's been <laughs> written down, it's written down. I'm sorry, I can't nah, help you. We gotta can't do it. it. You know what I mean? Can't move it. Yeah. I love you all. Have, Have a marvelous day. It's been a very long time since I've seen that intro. That uh, thank you. Thank you so much. Shout out, of course, to Carter Harrell and Cameron Kennedy for bringing the heat on that one. Like always, of course, I'm Tim Geddes, and I'm joined by the sad boy himself, Barrett Courtney. Hello there. Hello there, indeed. And it's Star Wars, so you know that means I had to bring on Pixel Circus's own Sage Ryan. Hello again. And... The master of ceremonies, the master of Star Wars celebrations, if you will, the one and only Anthony Carboni. I am ready for another happy landing, Tim. Yes, <laughs> yes. So here's the thing. This is kind of funny, Star Wars in review. Of course, this is a rewatch back in the day leading into episode nine. We ranked, reviewed, and recapped all of the Star Wars theatrically released films. And now we're a couple years removed from that. The Disney Plus shows are rolling on, uh, and we have... Obi-Wan Kenobi coming out next week. Before we went live, me and Barrett were talking about it. How insane is it that we have a Ewan McGregor-led Obi-Wan Kenobi TV show coming out next week? It's your made-up. It's your made-up, right? 
I think we just asked for it for so long and we're so used to not getting the things that we ask for, not like from Star Wars specifically, (laughs) just in general in this life, uh, that it feels like we asked for it and they said, okay, and we're like, oh, wait, hold on, what? Yeah. Yeah. 20 years from now, somebody is going to do the oral history of this when everybody can talk about what it actually took to make this show happen. And I am going to be so fascinated to listen to that story. So fascinated. Because yeah. it, it felt like sure. a long time coming. And I remember it was – I think they announced it officially in this Disney era in 2019 because I remember it was my first year at KF. We were still in the studio, and, you know, they were doing – like they are building up to a bunch of, like, Star Wars announcements. I forget if it, if it was Star Wars Celebration or if it was, like, the Disney it was D, It was D23. I was yeah. there when they announced it. Yeah. And we were – you know, I, I told him, I think it was the day before, of, like – all they need to do is have Ewan McGregor walk out on stage and be like, "Hey, I once played Obi Wan, and I'm gonna I'm gonna play Obi Wan again." And that's like almost beat for beat what they exactly did. And you know, I've been riding that high for three years, and you know, I'm gonna continue to ride that high over the next five weeks when the show actually finally comes out. It's insane. Hey. I you, I once played Obi Wan. Get ready for a life less ordinary two coming to Disney Plus. I would love to. Are you I ready? Mean, give me a Mulan touche. You know what I mean. <laughs> anyway, that's all I got for you today. Um, so of course we're doing a rewatch of Star Wars Episode Three to get in the hype to get ready for next week. Uh, to see the eventual reunion of Darth Vader and Obi Wan Kenobi. But we had to see where they last left off. Um, so we're going to do an in-review in classic form. This is a very exciting in-review because it's the very first time that we're having a guest do the plot. We're having Anthony Carboni do the plot of Star Wars Episode Three. so that's going to be great because this is kind of Funny's in-review where each and every week we get together to rank, review, and recap different movie franchises. And sometimes we rewatch ones we've already watched before to get back in that hype train leading into a new project. You can watch it on YouTube.com slash kindoffunny or roosterteeth.com. You can also get it as a podcast by searching your favorite podcast service for Kind of Funny in Review. We'll be right there for you. If you wanted to get the show ad-free and watch live as we record it, you got to go to patreon.com slash kindoffunny, like our Patreon producers, Molecule, Fargo, Brady, and Anonymous have done. Today we're brought to you by Maple Story and Lumen Skin. A little housekeeping for you. So this is our in-review rewatch of Episode 3. Starting next week and every week after that until the show's over, we're going to be doing our reactions over on the Kind of Funny screencast. Um, with this group, this beautiful group of people. Uh, the rest of Kind of Funny is invited. If anyone would like to join, they know that they are welcome, but a lot of people are Star Wars out, and that's okay. That's okay. Not everybody has to have thoughts on everything, right? But we have this great group that's going to, and I'm very excited about that. Um, we talked about Boba Fett. If you want to get familiar, if you aren't already, go check out our reviews we did of the whole book of Boba Fett. Most of the episodes were all of us. Um, the saddest thing is next week, the first two episodes of Obi-Wan Kenobi uh, will not be with Carboni because he's out there busy posting stuff at Star Wars Celebration. Are you excited about that, Carboni? I am so hyped. I'm so hyped that we're doing it live again. I'm so hyped to be back on the floor. Uh, and I think it's going to be, with everything that was just announced through Vanity Fair and everything that's brewing, I think it's going to be a very, very interesting year to be at Star Wars Celebration. We'll be doing it every day live on the Star Wars YouTube, so... Yeah, Very excited. Really cool, really cool stuff. So uh, me, Sage, and Barrett, we will be doing our uh, screencast thoughts, impressions, review, all of that stuff of episodes one and two of Obi-Wan Kenobi next Friday morning. You can check that out. And then 
following I'm that just every week. with you and I'll probably just go and like check it out with like Ewan and Hayden and then like yeah, no big deal. Guys, yeah, like, no big deal. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think you're actually gonna be with them? Carbone? No, they keep me a hundred yards away from those people so I don't slobber on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> probably, probably for the best. Yeah, uh, wrote that in his contract when they signed him. Uh, uh, like, hey, we need you a hundred yards away from these people so you don't slobber on them. Yes, yeah, slobber. <laughs> it's the first time they've had to put slobber in a legal document. It's a very mm-hmm. standard slobber clause, and it was created for me by Disney. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Got to make your market Disney, you know. So all of that stuff, we're talking about the future, but let's go to the past. Today, we are talking about Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith. It was released on May 19th, 2005. The craziest thing that Barrett brought to my attention is the day this post, this video post, will be the 17-year anniversary. Which we didn't even do day. on purpose. It just kind of <laughs> lined up that way. <laughs> 17 years yeah. of Revenge yeah. of the Sith. I will never forget watching this movie. Uh, me and all my friends legitimately just skipped class. We just cut class in high school, junior year, to go <laughs> watch this thing in I Daily City. And this is, like, going to out myself as a baby for sure. Uh, but I think this is the only Star Wars until the new films that I got to see in theaters. I think this was the first one I got to see in theaters Oh wow! as a kid. Because I would have been, like, 9 turning 10 when it came out. And that was, like, yeah. the Finally, I was prime age for episode yeah. three. I was very oh, yeah. graphic. <laughs> yeah, I would, I would have to say, so I was eight uh, when this originally came out, and my my dad's side of the family like lives and <clears throat> breathes Star Wars, even like up to my grandpa. Um, you know, uh, even watching uh, the new movies as they were coming out with him and stuff. Um, and so I, I do have very vague memories of seeing episode one and two in theaters, but this was like, I still very much remembered this experience of watching it with my dad for the very first time. And, you know, like him and I, like even me as a kid, like understanding, like I have fun with these movies. These movies are for kids. Uh, Mm -hmm. but even at that age, kind of knowing that like, you know, the last two movies weren't exceptional by any means uh and him definitely having that understanding but a lot of you know the things that came from this movie again not done in an expert way by any uh means of what they were trying to build to with the story in this trilogy but it still got us in a lot of ways like i i remember you know my dad kind of tearing up and telling himself out like out audibly it's gonna be okay you know uh, <laughs> during the, the huh? pinnacle fight between obi-wan and anakin and stuff like that and so that's uh it wasn't okay but it ended up being okay uh you know three three movies later uh at the <laughs> end of uh return of the Jedi. So, um, yeah, that like that memory still holds. Uh, I still hold very dearly of just you know seeing this for the very first time. And I probably watched it again with other family members and stuff. But yeah, that was, it was it was wild. And I think Tim, another factoid, and I could my dates could be wrong about the uh, slightly off about this, but I think the tie-in video game Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith, uh, available on PS2 and Xbox, uh, the original Xbox. I think that came out. 
before the movie was officially released, alongside, I think, the kids' version of the, like, telling of the book. So I remember, I think, actually starting to read the book before the movie was available. Um, wow, well, I, Mr. Baby. I know, and, like, that was one of the, because I remember, like, in the book. The book was better. Yeah, the book was better. <laughs> uh, like, you know, it describes, like, how, uh, you know, Dooku at the beginning, mm-hmm. when Anakin's about to kill him, like, the, the facial expression he makes, uh, makes it seem like he wants to tell Anakin something, and I, I, I like, for whatever reason, that always stuck out to me, uh, as yeah. in, like, actually seeing that moment in, in the movie, so just, again, so weird. Another little factoid that I sent Tim of, like, if we were in the Star Wars timeline, and, you know, Revenge of the Sith happened 17 years ago, we'd be three years away from the events of A New Hope, which is also just kind yeah. of freaks me out a little bit. Um, I couldn't get anybody to go see this movie with me. I was living in New York at the time, and um, everybody was pretty much like, nope, those movies are bad. We're not going to see it. Uh, And so I I went before work. I went on my own to go see (laughs) Revenge of the Sith because I couldn't get any of my cool New York friends to go see a lame Star Wars movie with me. (laughs) I'd like to think I speak for all of us when I say, uh, we would have gone with you, bud. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We knew you. We did. I'm you have, have these type of cool friends now. You know what I mean. You got us. For sure. We got you on the right <laughs> side of things. Um, this one had a runtime of two hours and twenty minutes. It was directed and written by George Lucas. The music, of course, was done by John Williams. And like, let's just let's just talk about it for a second. You can say what you will about the prequels. The score is debatably better than the original. Like, it's score, just so damn fire, man. Yeah. The score. The score is just lifts these movies on its shoulders. It really does in a lot of places. Uh, the budget of this one was $113 million and the box office was $868.4 million, the highest grossing film in the U.S. and the second highest grossing film worldwide back in 2005. Wow. It's fine. now. It's a lot lower. And, I, and um, from what I remember... It did $200 million more than episode two. Wow. People who people who were like, oh, I don't want to see episode two, or like, I heard it's not that great, and episode one wasn't that great. They came back to see Darth Vader happen. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they yeah. wanted to oh. see this. And he had to see it. This was the thing. With that, this was uh, again. Correct me if I'm wrong. This was the first PG-13 Star Wars, correct? Because all of them, yeah, had I been think PG so. Previously, yeah, and, and boy, yeah. they pushed that to the furthest extent. Oh they my got that god, right. they earned it. <laughs> Yes, yes, they did. Let, let's start off with our impressions of this of this rewatch of Star Wars Episode Three. Sage, what did you think? I really enjoyed the film. Uh, it was more violent than I remembered, which is very funny because it's been a hot minute since I've watched Episode Three. I've started prequel rewatches a good few times, so I've watched one and two more times than I've actually watched Episode Three. Uh, and immediately, I was reminded that they really committed to that PG thirteen. Um, I enjoyed the characters very much. I had a lot of fun watching it. It was simultaneously better and worse than I remembered in many ways. There were areas where I was like, wow, I remember this being a lot cooler. And then there are areas 